Welcome to AmiCast, podcast about Amiga computers. I'm your host, Krzysztof Radzikowski, but call me Christoph or Radzik. This is number 26 of AmiCast, uh, and I come back after uh, a lot of time that I was uh, in real life. So basically no time to recording. Uh, and now I have the great guest because I was, or we were preparing us for this interview, I think two, three months. And mm-hmm. uh, now uh, is is here the, the Steve, Steve Jones. And um, the guy is, uh, hmm, the story of the guy is really big. And I don't know if the one episode is enough even to, to compress it. But at the beginning, hello, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, uh, and thanks for, t- I'm sorry, it was large in my, my, my fault with the delays. But, um, you know, as you said earlier on, real life gets in the way sometimes. And, uh, but no, it's, it's, it, this should be good fun. Yeah, it will be, uh, for sure, because uh, we will talk about, of course, uh, Eros, because I was inspired by your YouTube channel. Uh, it's great let's say, tutorial how to start with Aeros in real hardware and so on. But I think we will talk as well about the classic Amiga, of course, about Mm -hmm. uh, Video Toaster in 2000, because there is another great movie. Uh, You have a lot of great movies on your channel. Um, And I think the... uh, ah, Pronounce this, Siamese, yes? You got it right, that's a Siamese system. So this is the system that is maybe not so known or popular now at least so this was the something that was um, hybrid or, or connection between amiga and pc so i think it's a lot of um, topics here but uh, to start uh, for the first uh, minutes how your uh, yeah the story the beginning of your uh, computers and uh, then amiga or, or yeah Tell us something about uh, IT life and why Amiga. Okay, so um, basically, um, uh, when I first I got my first Amiga, I think it was 1986. I can be a bit hazy on years, um, but it was about 1987. Well, let's go, let's go back a bit further than that. The Amiga 1000 came out in the UK around 85, 86, mm. and I, I saw it in a shop window totally fell in love because I'd always loved computers and I had a, I think I had a Spectrum at the time and I'd absolutely love computers and I still do um, and I saw this thing and I knew it was the most groundbreaking thing I'd ever seen but I couldn't afford it it was just too much money sorry about that that's going to that's gonna go off occasionally um, the uh, I absolutely fell in love with it straight away but of course I couldn't afford it so um, a, a year later the I think it was a 500 came out in 87 uh, I saw that, and as soon as that came out, I, I could afford that, so I jumped in and I bought one. And I bought one from a local shop, and as it turned out, there was a developer in there, um, and he had a 1000, and I, I had my 500 and so on. Uh, and he said, I know you love the 1000, don't you? I said, yeah, I, I really love them. He said, do you want to buy mine? So I, I bought his 1000 with a 40 meg hard drive, which seemed huge at the time. Um, <laughs> and. Uh, I, I basically just, I, I've still got that 1000 to this day. 
So we got talking and um, his brother had designed, now it's very important people understand, the Checkmate 1500 I did not design. It was, and I forget the guy's name because it's like 30 years ago, which is a bit of a shame, but um, I met his brother who was designing this new case, which mm. was the 1500. And I thought it was a fantastic idea. Um, so long story short, uh, we met uh, a, a um, the developer was working on a 16-bit sampler with a guy in London called James, who turned out to be my James Campbell, who turned out to be my partner. Um, we set a company up called Checkmate Digital, and the idea was to promote and launch this Checkmate 1500. Because at the time, there was the 500, and then there was a 2000, and the 2000 was ridiculously expensive. It was like a couple of thousand pounds, you know, without a, before you add bits. It was an awful lot of money. So we had the idea of you take a 500 or buy a new 500 and you build it into this and you can add an accelerator card. We had a, one slot in it so you could put an, uh, a, um, a SCSI RAM card in it. You could put an internal hard drive in it. You could put a flicker fixer in it because uh, we had a vi you could have a video slot. And then you really could make a nice little system, but it was a nice, neat little computer. Um, and we sold, we sold a few hundred, but we came to the attention of Commodore. Commodore wasn't very happy. I mean, this I don't want to go too much in detail because this is going to hopefully... Dave Pleasance has said he's going to put this in his book, mm. um, the, the full story. But uh, the bottom line was I, I, I was invited to Commodore. It didn't go as I planned because they were not very happy. Now, this wasn't Dave. Dave was out of the country at the time. Um, they were not very happy. Um, things were said and the um the they, they basically i don't know if you know the story of the, the 2000 in england what they did was they made the the commodore 1500 afterwards yeah, and what they did was they took the 2000s and they put a 1500 sticker on right and that, and that was just to confuse the market now that that didn't hurt us all that did was it created an awful lot of publicity um and that was even better but the, what, what did hurt us was they slashed the price of the, the, their 1500 and they dropped it down to 999, I think it was. So we were not that competitive then. Of course, you could for more or less the same money. So that pretty much killed that product. Um, it, it still sold, and we, but they thought we were selling thousands and we were selling hundreds. You know, uh, we were doing all right out of it. Um, but that, that's, you know, that's that story. Um, then uh, I that fell apart, and I set up another company on my own, uh, and I started selling cases. I called them power stations, and and the idea of the power station was I would go into a local PC hardware suppliers, you know, distributors, and buy a case. And in those days, they came with a power supply, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I buy that for twenty pounds, and I managed to get um, the power connectors. I made a cable, plugged it into the back of the 500, into the 500, or no, I think it was a 1200. It would work on all of them. Plug it into the back and it would power it. So we call it the power station. But because you had that big tower as well, or desktop, whichever people wanted, you could put drives in it. So people were putting hard drives in it, SCSI drives in it. And I made quite a bit of money out of that. After that, it gave me the idea, well, we've got this case. Why don't we put a PC, <clears throat> a PC motherboard in it? Because I got this SCSI networking working, and I met, um, I, I spoke to James, and we made a a little card that goes in inside, and it plugged into one of the PC slots, and it allowed you to switch 
video modes from Amiga mode to PC mode instantly using the Amiga M. So we had that and I got in touch with Paul Nolan, um, um, if you remember from Photogenics. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he wrote that software for me and he wrote some um, file transfer software. So basically you mounted all the PC drives onto the Amiga's, uh, into the Amiga's operating system, which worked beautifully and you could cut and paste text and there were some nice little tools in that. So something like Crustos, or, or, or it was using? Yeah, no, no, no. It was more like net, it was proper networking. It was it, well, it was more like Samba. Okay. Before okay. Samba existed, I, I don't know when Samba came out, but it was that kind of thing. So the PC's drives mounted as Amiga drives, and you could just drop files into it, and that worked beautifully. Um, and then I said to him one day, I said, you know what I'd really like is if you can create some way of making Amiga's windows or screens appear on the PC. Um, And so we discussed it, <coughs> excuse me. And then um, he went away uh, and then about three weeks later, <coughs> he called me back. <coughs> he called me back. You may have to pause this. Okay. Can you pause, is this completely? Uh, I can cut it later. So. I, I, I know I suffer with asthma and I think I'm about to go okay. into one. Okay. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, So he called me over to his place and he lived about five miles away and he showed me on the screen, he had, he, he run this software uh, on the PC in the Amiga. And then what it did, it opened up a window on, on the PC display, the same size as the Amiga's display. And there were boxes in it. And the boxes, because it was very rough and it was just square boxes for the windows and he could move those around. So obviously what he'd done is I could see instantly he'd made this work. Now what happened then, it turned into a, a complete remote desktop system before remote desktop. And, um, but it worked, it worked over serial cable and it was quite fast over serial. But then we went to network and he put it over TCP IP and then it was just lightning fast. So that basically meant that we had a 20, the PC became not only was it you could share the drives, you could run all your Windows software, you could switch screens and use your Amiga display, or you had an RTG display, like a graphics card now, mm-hmm. displayed on the PC, running a pretty damn fast. I mean, we, he was using uh, Photogenics demo, and, and it was all working just as it would be the graphics card. Um, so we had that running. Then um, that was great. And we actually did, we sold quite a few of them because I had a distributor in Germany called Eagle um, who were great and they, and they sold quite a lot of them. But then uh, not long after I met Mick Tinker and uh, you probably know Mick Tinker from Boxer. He did a whole lot of, um, I mean, he did a lot of stuff that was in the background people didn't know about. He made, um, he made his own custom Amigas mm-hmm. that would be used for, um, point of sale units that kind of thing and he was doing quite well with that but he turned up one day at one of the shows and he had this card and the card had all it was basically a card a bit of interfacing but a 6840 smacked in the middle of it so i knew instantly why because he just went have a look at this and i knew instantly what he was thinking we could put that into a pc it's got a 6840 And then with RTG, you could then use that a bit. It's a bit like a vampire now. If you think about the vampire, okay. it's a bit like that because it's a 6840 chip. And then the RTG would use, our libraries would seamlessly integrate with the graphics card of the PC. 
and you get the best of both worlds. Now, my mind was, once you got that card in there, you wouldn't need the Amiga because it's all running, all the codes running on 6840, and all the graphics and sound and everything is being retargeted to the PC operating system. So you could run uh, Amiga software, PC software, and Macintosh software on one box, which is why Gateway approached us and we went out to see Gateway in America um, and we had a we had a deal with them to make these boards so we thought we was going to do really well and you know, they wanted to um, sell these because it's actually on the on a story I noticed that there was a story that was put out and it was actually mentioned on there and the card was to go into their PCs their high-end ones they didn't to be honest I knew they didn't care about the Amiga side I knew that but what they wanted to be able to do was to be able to run the Macintosh software. Because at the time, it was before Steve Jobs came back and said, no, get rid of it, you know, yep. stop the third party. And so they were still open to using it. So we could take the ROMs and we could run Mac software. So in my head, it was a step to having a multi-operating system computer with the Amiga's operating system running on it, sharing all resources, and Mac running on the Amiga. And then long-term, I always wanted to port, I mean, it, I've said this at the time and I'll you know, say it again, I wanted it to be the, the engine that ported Amiga operating system to x86. Because I knew at the time, x86 was gonna wipe the market, it was just gonna be massive. I mean, you didn't have to have any brains for that because as soon as Windows 95 came out, people saw what was potentially possible. Yeah. The x86 is not pretty, but it's brute force and ignorance, okay? And it was going to be the future. Um, and I wanted to get the Amiga on that that chip. Sadly, uh, Gateway pulled the plug. You know, they sold the Amiga off and they pulled the plug from us, wiped me out completely. Um, and then and then it was, I, I kind of left. And quite a few years later, many, many, many years later, I came back and I was just having a look around Amiga stuff because I, I, I literally threw out all, everything to do with Amiga, I threw it all out. Um, and... But I kept my 1000 and I pulled my 1000 out of the garage and I and I set it all up again and got it working and I was so it was so nice to have it working again that um, I started looking around and then I found Amos which was basically where I wanted to be with the card they'd already done it so I obviously jumped on the I jumped in and I I wanted to get involved. I, I sponsored a lot of development work, as you may or may not be aware. I, I sponsored some drivers for the HD audio. I paid for all that. Uh, I, they, they bought it back off the license off me because they basically, they bought the license off me anyway because I wanted it to go open source. Um, I also paid for uh, the Intel Atom graphics support. I paid for lots of bits and pieces to, to get it. So you could, so for example, uh, you, your listeners can't see this. I'm holding a Aspire, a little Aspire laptop netbook, yep. Yep. and it's fully supported. That was the idea. Um, and then I did a thing with uh, um, a project called the Amica, which was uh, based on the same Intel Atom chip. And it was a little board, made a nice little silent computer. Run on an x86, ran beautifully. It was absolutely wonderful. Um, so to me, AROS, <clears throat> I've always considered, now I, I'm. But I'm, I love, and I will say this. I mean, I've talked to the to the, the, um, the twins and the, or, everyone involved with the other operating systems, and I love all the operating systems. Um, I, I'm passionate about AROS because of my history. 
Okay. Um, the, the other operating systems, because you know, I missed the whole the blue red thing, I missed all that, so I had no idea what was what was going on there. So my love is always the classics and Aros, but equally, I think the others great. Now, I still to this day think Aros is the best for the future because it's fully open source. Anyone can play with it. I mean, some of Morphos was built with it. I'm sure there's some stuff maybe that they, well, I don't know if they've used MigOS, but the, it, all that code is there for people to use and experiment with. I mean, look at the Vampire now. There's a 68K version of AROS. There's a protect, even though the, 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 the AROS ROM is not as quick or as efficient as the classic ROMs because they've all been convert, converted to C. So it kind of suffers a bit in performance. But when you get something like the Vampire, which has got a ton more performance, you know, there's, there's good potential there. So I still think, um, and I, I still run the classic ROMs on my on my Amigas, obviously. Um, but so I, 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 I do like Eros, and I continue to support it. I mean, um, but you know, there you, there you go. So that's a little bit of a part of history from there to now, and why I chose Eros. I mean, I think it's fairly clear that you can see that I, I wanted a Amiga on X86 in the in the mid 90s. I think it was 96, something like that, when Gateway bought it, and I, I wanted to do it then. Um, and uh, but it, that didn't happen. So you know, we are we are where we are now. So maybe if you if we are now in the Aeros story, so we basically jump uh, jump 30 years uh, <laughs> of your story, <laughs> but. Uh, you already told uh, something about the vampire so my question is um, do you think maybe the um, something like combination of Aeros and the vampire can be somehow let's say future for classic Amiga or maybe the Amiga guys that they want uh, something um, let's say Motorola-ish to have or something not the Aeros on the pure Intel, you know what I mean, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. So the, the Vampire is an interesting one because, um, and I'm actually going to do a video all about this, and I'm taking ages on it, getting my thoughts together. But my, there's a lot of people don't like the Vampire. <clears throat> they say, um, because it's not, it's not original. Yep. Okay. There's a, and, and I kind of, my, my opinion in the short version on the Vampire is this. I believe, um, See, I, I was never a fan of AGA. I, it was too little, too late for me. Um, the because I'm an ECS because I started right at the beginning, and ECS was fantastic. But I was brought up on the whole thing of AAA, and we knew you had to have 24-bit graphics, 16-bit. Well, yeah, I don't think 16-bit sounds that important, but the, the, you needed the 24-bit graphics display. And AGA was. Whilst it was good, and I've used it a lot because we used to do big shows, presentations where you'd have a four thousand sitting there, and it would run everything. And it was it was good, and it it was it was good, but it it was in my my opinion, it was it was too little, too late, mm -hmm. because the VGA cards were just ridiculously fast, and then you had three D effects come out not long later, and you couldn't compete. Now my my opinion is this: that the vampires, I've got one in my two thousand now. And he allowed me to take out two or three cards out of the slots and release those cards to put other bits in. And it's faster than my old 060. Um, 
it's the graphics is light years faster than my cyber vision yeah. um, yeah. because it's it, it's it's internal so if we forget the AGA emulation no oh god I don't we didn't want to say that right we forget the AGA part of it then what mine is on 2.5 at the moment and it's exactly what I wanted I've got a 6860 chip or they call it 6880 because it's got extensions and I've got a 24-bit graphic system. And I can still run all my Amiga modes through my monitor whenever I want. So yep. to me, it's the best of all worlds. I can't think of anything better. It's absolutely fantastic. Now, the new version, version 3, I think it's going to be. Uh, 4, 4. It's standalone, yeah? You... No, no, I mean the, the cores. Uh, the core, Not yeah. We are rating. Um, we'll give AGA chip compatibility. Now, of course... As soon as you use those modes, it's no that's not running on the Amiga. That's running on this card. And, and some of the people are saying, yeah, but it's not running on the Amiga. Yeah, well, your Amiga didn't have AGA, so it can't. All the other modes can still run. So um, I, I, I think, personally, I think it's... I, well, no, I think it's the best thing that the Amiga's ever had since the video toaster. Let's put it like that, period. I, I, I just really do believe okay. that. Um, there's an argument about the 6860. Oh, they've um, no, they can't do it because they, you know, it's oh, it's 68. It's different. It's different. Well, yeah, you know. And I, I tried to. I'm going to put this in the video. Basically, the 68000 came out. It's a beautiful chip, absolutely beautiful chip. The 6820 and 30 came out, and after software didn't work, it was incompatible with the 68000. Of course, it's incompatible. So when the 6840 came out, that was incompatible with a lot of software. Yep. And then when the 6860 came out, that was incompatible with a lot of software. The difference was they were all developed by Motorola, which people which was fine. Unfortunately, Motorola, I think now just is a brand name for Google, doesn't exist. And the 68K is, from what I believe, and I could be wrong, I believe it's dead. Okay. Yeah, so now what's happened is the Vampire or the, the Apollo court team have taken on the challenge of rebuilding it from scratch completely cut completely accurate um chip implementation let's call it that of a 6860 and are adding lots of extra bits if you want to use them so it's a progression now a lot of people get very upset about that and i said well do you want progress or don't you i mean i don't i don't play games the only game i play on my amiga is probably lemmings but I don't, I'm not, not interested in games. I've got slated ones because I don't play games. I don't understand that. I always used it for real things. Um, so to me, it's, yes, it's not... I'm not saying I could do modern tasks with it because um, I'm a developer. But I develop our internet so software. So I, I couldn't use the Amiga for that. But I can use it for fun and I get tons of pleasure out of it. Um, so I think for the future... It's given the it's given the classic world a real lift, okay. an absolute lift, because now now people can continue to enjoy it, their old machines, and if they want a new one, they'll be able to buy the new one. Now, I will upset people now. Did you did you see my video that I did with this? Well, Raspberry Pi, yeah, yeah. The, I, 90,000 hits so far on that. I, I'm a massive believer, and I, and I was tongue-in-cheek when I said this is the best Amiga ever. But my point was this, that 
this to me is, is, is even better than a vampire because it costs 50 pounds to build that. Yep. So people who, who, who maybe had an Amiga in the old days or are learning about it and you know, retro and vintage is massive. They can come into it either with this or they can use their PC with Amiga forever, get their interest. If they actually want to then build actual hardware, then they can step up and they can buy into the, the vampire or maybe buy an old Amiga and you know play around with it. And of course, we, we obviously still have, on top of that, once they come in, we have all these different flavors now. So we've got Amiga OS 4, which is, which is fantastic. I mean, the, the developers know what I think about it, and I think it's an, an amazing piece of software. And I think the same with Morphos. I mean, you know, it, it, whichever one you like, they're both amazing. Um, but the it goes without saying, sadly, the hardware for Amiga OS is very expensive, but yep. I'm yep. fingers crossed when, when, you get, uh, when Trevor gets his drivers done, Tabor is coming out. Yep. And then I think that's going to change things. I think that's really, really going to help. And it can be fascinating because I want to put a Tabor next to the Vampire and see what the performance difference is. Yeah, yeah. I think this, uh, <laughs> I was expecting the, this year, or, yeah. uh, this year, New Year, yeah, yeah. it can be the, something like the, maybe not fight, but the play between the Vampire and the, and the new Tabor because the, the price is more or less the same. Yeah, uh, and uh, this is two things for different things, but basically yeah. the 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 money talks at the end of all. This is really important. If you can spend four hundred pounds, probably or something, it's better than two thousand pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's you know because it, you, there, there's there's so many ways you can enjoy the Amiga. I mean that's the this is what I think is fantastic. I mean. You know, even people can come in, if they want to go classic, they can start with this, or they can start with Amiga forever, or they can just build like I did a scrapyard PC with AROS. There's so many ways to get into enjoying the operating system, enjoying the community. Um, so they can they can come in many ways, and then they, they can step up as they go. But, I mean, I tell, I tell everyone, you know, some people look down on this and say, no, actually, this is... I still think this is possibly the for experience, user experience, probably the best little Amiga you can build, okay? Um, having said that, I love my 1000 way more than this, and my 2000 with the Vampire, and it's just amazing. I, I love, and then I've got my 3000 with a video toaster in it, you know, so I, I, I never, to be honest, after the video, this, is, this may be telling, after the video, I haven't touched it. <laughs> I've got the real things. Yeah, I know. I know the pain. I have the pie here as well, and um, no time to. I, I I was planning to run the Amibian, yeah, on, on it, yeah. um, and this is the great uh, option. But with this is somehow um, the question connected, because I think this is the the Raspberry uh, Foundation and and so on. This this movement is can be really good used by the let's say official Amiga OS or something mm. like this, you know. Sorry about mm. that. Because this is on, on, on Raspberry, you have a lot of hobby OS yeah? already official on the web page. Yeah? And uh, for example, it, it could be official Amiga OS, but it could be as well Aeros officially. You know, uh, when I download this image of SD card, I can select uh, the operating system which should be installed and if I want to be 
feel the Amiga, I must do it, you know, I must search, it's not so easy. So um, it could be great uh, option for us to increase the community. Yeah? Do you want a story about that then? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, we so, are here uh, for do stories. Remember, do you remember when the Pi was first launched? Mm, I I don't I ten okay, years so ago I maybe. I went to the launch event mm -hmm. and I met Eben and his wife and the team and they're absolutely wonderful. And I got chatting to them and I you know because I was very heavily into Aros at the time. And uh, I said and I was talking to them about the potential of for, for one hand was to port Aros to it. On the second hand was to try and be the um, intermediary between them and Hyperion and Cloanto uh, and to get, because the, the important thing to know is Eben Upton loves Amiga. Yeah, and he's, I mean, I just recently sent him a, a setup of this on, on the Pi, but he's, he had a 600 and he loves the Amiga. So he, all, what he wanted was all the games. That was really what he wanted, he wanted all the games. So um, I went to, I, I spoke to Hyperion, I got in touch with Ben Hermans and I got in touch with Michael. Uh, I don't think Michael, I'm not sure how much Michael was involved in, but I spoke to him and, and, and I just got nowhere, absolutely nowhere. They wouldn't even talk didn't want to know and I said well look if you if you if we do this because now it's prime you've got a really good chance now bear in mind the pie was not as big as it is now yeah I said you've got a really good chance even will put effort into it they haven't got a lot of money but they will put effort into it and they will pull it in but I don't think they could see the logic now I think they were just all they were bothered about was Amiga RS4 and I understand that but they to my understanding, they own the rights to Amiga RS3 and the licenses, which I'll hopefully come back onto in a minute. But they have the operating system, so they could put the operating system on the Pi, you know, through emulation layer, yep. and do it officially, like exactly like you were saying. But they blew me out, and I was furious because they missed such an opportunity. Anyway, so anyway, so it's all been taken over now because the Amibian boys are doing it, and they're doing a great job. Yes, it's not as good as it could be. Now, what I'm hoping is, my opinion, uh, maybe they'll be listening to this. I know I know for a fact that because they're now releasing the new version of the Kickstart, which has got quite a few changes, and I believe new Workbench. Yep. Therefore, because I was going to talk to them actually about like buying, buying, being able to buy them. Why not just do an official, they can just official license of the operating system that then the pop, well, I'm not sure if they'd be interested to buy foundation now, but I don't think care. Um, but I might be able to, you know, speak to to, to Eamon, um, because we had a chat a little while ago with what I was doing. Um, and maybe do something like, exactly like you're saying. Here's the package. Once you make the operating system official, um, from the OS owner, you can then build on that. And then do, you know, you can, obviously this games are going to be, you know, to be able to use. Now, they could do this with, um, Michael, uh, Michael could do this at Cloanto. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I did mention it, but it was, it just all fell on deaf ears. So, but there is massive potential there now. You Can you imagine suddenly saying, here's an Amiga, click here for, say, I don't know, 10 to 20 pounds. 
download it onto your Pi, and then you're an official. Now, there are 10 million Pies. Yeah, exactly. So if you say 1 million Pies are active users that will be interested, say 10%, and you maybe get 10% of that, that's a lot of licenses. Of course. A so, big community at the end Yeah. Um, on the AROS side, the problem we had was just the developers. We, they, they, it, it does run on ARM. You can run it now. It does actually work, but it's it's not configured for the Pi, and it wouldn't it'd be a waste of time because it's. But we, the problem with AROS is the lack of developers because all the Amiga developers are split between four different operating systems, and that's your core problem. Which I'm not saying get rid of them. Don't get me wrong, but they're split. So what little resources we do have get split and then a lot some of the well, the developers don't tend to argue it's i think maybe some of the users might but the developers are pretty cool they, they just they just want to code you know so they're quite happy but there is massive potential with the pie um and i would love to see it. And i mean you know i'd still say if if hyperion were to get in touch with even and say look you know would you be interested to have a chat you know, don't have to go for a minute, just get in touch and they could they could do that. And I think even would I think even would listen, there'd be no problem in listening. Um but uh you know that's and then someone could do an official, you know, an actual official um package with it. Whether that's Michael, because Michael's because Michael's got all the games and everything, hasn't yeah. he? It wouldn't make sense for Michael, but what I don't want to do is my in my mind, Hyperion from what I understand own Amigo OS three. Yeah, so they should be doing it. That's that's how I, I feel about it. And it might generate a ton of cash, a ton, a small ton of cash. <laughs> yeah, it might generate some cash to help more work on OS four. Exactly, because uh, I think that it looks now now that the Hyperion is um, is not doing something special on the development uh, of OS four after AmiOS and and so on. It was basically nothing presented and i think they have the problem with the cash as well so this is the great opportunity to like sit make some money I, i mean i'd love to see it i mean I, i really would i mean but my my see the, the i suppose the one thing with aros is we've got i mean I, i've act, i'm actually funding something else on aros which i can't tell you about um hopefully my, michael may finish it at some point okay. um but uh, there's some there's something new coming but we've obviously there's multi uh, multi-core support is is already in it and and that does work i mean it's <clears throat> again it's not in icarus it's not been moved forward because again developer time but i i i would my my feeling has always been and i've been told i'm naive to think this but my opinion is that developers get on with the developers they developers get on fine it's only the people who let them egos and the politics that stop everyone working together and if everyone worked together we could you know we could turn this small but growing vintage boom mm -hmm. into something good but if we, if, we, if we carry on the way they are i mean that, that's why at the moment you know i i, I again you know i i, I think os4 is, is, is great i really do and, I'm, and i mean that and i've and i've spoken to the the um to the twins and you know um but they also like the stuff i was doing because i i went to um this is about two or three years oh god might have been longer than that four or five years ago i went to a show in germany and i and i sat down we all went out for dinner 
And I sat down and they came up, shook, they were shook my hand, they were really nice and they loved what I was doing with AROS they, uh, because I was supporting developers. Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel about it. It doesn't, to me, yes, I channel money into AROS because I like AROS for, for the reasons I've already explained. But likewise, um, I channeled money to um, Ian Gledhill. He did some work for me for AROS and then he moved it over into Amiga OS 4 because he preferred Amiga OS 4. But you're still putting money into develop Amiga developers. And, um, yeah. and I think the developers are not, sub- I can't say for all of them, um, I think most, all the developers I've ever spoke to, they like, they, they like them all. They would quite happily work on multi-platforms. Um, you know, so that's, if, if we had a way of doing that. Now, with the vampire coming along, because the classic side, the classic side is now, is always been important. Yeah, and, and that was even bigger than ever. We are now getting a huge amount of power. So now we can, and we've, funnily enough, we're fully compatible with 68K. <laughs> we don't have to run any layers or anything like that. So that can get faster and faster and faster. Now, there's good examples of where AROS is helping Amiga. Have you heard Amiga for um, AROS for Amiga OS? I forget, AFOS yep, or something like that. Yeah, so if you look in the um, uh, the Amikit, that's been improved massively by a lot of work done by AROS developers. So we can pull that stuff, make the classic 68, let's call it 68K software better and better. You don't have to go to AROS because if if I'm hoping that Hyperion will catch on, and I think they are because they're making changes to the kickstart and they're making and they're releasing new versions of a classic workbench, 68K stuff. If they continue a bit of that, um, then there is a good chance that we can we can just bubble up like that, and, it's, and, and as the vampire gets faster and faster, some, I mean there is a there is potential for being a lot faster. So there is a good chance that we can make that a really nice little system based on that. And okay. I, I, so I, that's why my, my my interest in classic has been rejuvenated. Yes, massively. something like this. Uh, I think this can be, or it will be, or this connected somehow with the. Power PC because the like we talk the Power PC is nice cheap but dead end uh, at the end of all um, and the no, I didn't but I, I agree I, yeah <laughs> yeah it's 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 it's, it's fact yeah and it's, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. it's basically it's uh, I have at at my home X five thousand yeah and uh, it's let's say the fastest Amiga ever, yeah, in theory. Um, and it's fast, okay, but when you convert even the movie in uh, using this FF MPEG or something, yes, this yes. converter, and when I converting this on my Mac, two years old Mac, it's 10, 20 times faster, yeah? Of course, yeah. So it's, uh, pff, you cannot compare this. So that's why the uh, Aeros... You wouldn't get a problem with Aeros. Yeah, but <laughs> it's really fast. Yes, that that's why I want to it's ask. Not you. Uh, but basically, Aeros is, you know, the problem. I don't know. Maybe you can explain where is the problem of Aeros because it's cheap, available at least through virtualization on every hardware, and still it's not so popular. For sure, it's not so. Yeah. In my opinion, not so polished or something yeah i i try to use the uh, e- icaros desktop 
and there are some always it's not perfect it's well made but uh, for when I compare this to for example Amiga OS 4 it's uh, it's not so polished or you know what it's not so working out of the box or something yeah. um okay I, I don't know which version did you use the latest version of Icarus the 2.2 uh, I used 2.1 and uh, and 2.2 I okay. use... the problem the is the, uh, the, the another problem for Mac OS user is um, you should use or I use the virtual box but I cannot get the sound of the... Oh, okay, so I'm only going to talk from, it, from the point of view of actually having real hardware. Okay, let me yeah, talk from is... that. Because emulation, uh, sorry, uh, virtualization comes with its, the usual... I mean, the virtualization on a uh, virtual box is very good, but you don't get accelerated graphics. Yeah. So if you've got, I mean, Listeners may well have seen my video, the, the, the three videos I did yeah, building the box. Really great one. The yeah. performance is ridiculously good. Uh, more importantly, I, I I think Icarus is, I'll be careful what I say it now, is, uh, is not perfect. But uh, the biggest thing that improved Icarus was... Uh, the implementation of Direct Opus 5.5 and Magento 5.9 that transformed it, and it's that was for me the greatest thing that happened to Aros. And uh, I I actually like because it reminds me of more. Well, it doesn't really matter actually, but I I, I like that now the way 2.2 is. I think 2.2 is quite nice. It, yes. Yes, there are things that can be improved. There always is. Um, I found stability. I mean, I've now to be fair, I will say I had an X1000 for a while, um, and uh, I so I have run Amigo OS4, um, and I I still like Aros, mm -hmm. um, but you know, OS4 is 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 a what I do like about OS4. The is it called Petunia? The, the, the translation layer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this, okay, the 68k emulation. Okay. Because yeah. I don't play games. All I did, all I do is play, uh, is run software. So I did that. That is very impressive. Whereas on Aros, you have to do it through a virtual machine, which works really well. I find it runs. If you just go, no, I'm going to run my Mega in an emulator on Aros, it runs brilliantly. If you try to be clever and merge it, it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So I run it, I always run it like a, a separate screen with a full screen workbench on it. It runs beautifully. It's just, you know, it runs really well. It's not perfect. The only thing, well, the only thing that's not quite right, the I don't think there's the network still isn't there. So you can't use the internet apps. Oh, well, you don't need them because you've got a ton on Aros. Um, the sound is pretty good, but occasionally it can be a bit choppy. But I did find the the trans the translation layer in Amiga S4 was fantastic, and I did an amazing piece of software. Having said that, as far as experience is concerned, I I still prefer Aros. Um, so um, that's it, it's one of those every, everyone tries. I mean, because I've had look at I think Morphos is just fantastic as well and my, my thing's always been this imagine a world where we all were say we treated aros as a central repository mm -hmm. for all code and i right this is where i'm getting i'm going to upset people but i've always thought if aros was the central pool of code because it runs on all platforms 
And then everybody from all the other platforms came in, built their bits on top of it. So, for example, you'd have the core of AROS as the central part. You would have PowerPC split off, so you could have a, a PowerPC version, e- even using their own OS4 software, is as as um, like like a Linux distribution. But we all accept accepted that it was a center. Then the public could see I have different flavors. It's how you market it. You say you come in, which which flavor do you want? And everyone sells it. But everyone actually works together to get. And then you can take as much code from AOS as you like and run it in yours. I mean, you can do that anyway. If everybody worked together and we and we actually did this together, all the platforms, if they talked, because you find most, I, I, I may be wrong here, but and I know it's not quite true, but the Morphos developers are quite happy talking to the AROS developers and they've done a lot of work with AROS and supported it and done a lot of, you know, I look at uh, OWB, we've got that, was done, that's fantastic. Then you've got the, um, the Amiga OS guys have been really good, but not, it's, the Morphos and the Amiga OS yeah. politics, there are a lot of anger in the past, which I missed. Now, if they could ever get over that, then we all worked as one big team, we could really transform the Amiga community and you could make a platform for the future. And we're never going to take on Apple, Microsoft, or whatever. We're never going to do that. But if we got like 0.1%, 0.01% of computer users in the world, we'd be laughing. Yeah, it would be... <laughs> I think it would be... With the fighting, it's difficult. It would be at least great when we have some something like commercial market on the Amiga, because now yeah. it's not existing, yeah? besides of hardware for classic, but yeah. uh, we are lack of the software and and, and so on. And the, the, the this is the problem, I think, as well, that our developers cannot work together because of the old stories and uh, yeah. it's a little bit funny because when you are 50 or something like this this was uh, <laughs> when you were young so make no sense but okay here's an intro have you heard about my i don't know if it's too early to start talking about this but uh, have you heard about my new case project mm, no you were i think Not writing something me but uh, uh, no Oh, okay, right. Oh, that'd be interesting. Okay, so the the Checkmate 1500 uh, was done nearly 30 years ago, and uh, I I am designing a new version. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, you've not seen it, but I've I've created a Facebook group, um, and the design is now done, but it's it's basically a new case that has the front. That looks just like the Amiga 3000. Mm-hmm. Nice okay, part. inside it can take. Um, well, okay, you can put a 500 in there, and you could you get one or two slots depending on the configuration. So you can put 2,000 graphics card in it or network card in it. You can put uh, you can fit in it uh, 500 expansion cards. For example, the um, uh, uh, oh god, what's it called? The 500 plus, you know, from um, um, Jens, uh, and all the others that are coming along. So you can fiddle them in there. Uh, you can even put a Raspberry Pi inside it to be as a second processor. But you can put the 1200 in it and do the same thing. You can put the 600 in it. You can also put in it a PC Micro ATX or Mini ITX motherboard in it, or you can put the Tabor in it. It might be able to fit 
I don't know about the size of it. You might be able to fit the 5,000, but I haven't got dimensions, so I don't know. But you can you can fit that now. The point about the, the putting the micro ATX and the mini ITX motherboards in, you could have a full-size modern GPU in it as well. Yep. So for all those people out there that have, I don't know about you, but I mean, I've always thought the 3,000 was the prettiest Amiga ever made. So for all those people who knew about that, they can look at it and they can go, oh, that's really nice. It also has, a, a if you screw, we have a riser that goes underneath it and you screw into the base and it lifts it so you can put a keyboard underneath it. So there's all this kind of stuff we're doing. Um, I'm going to be launching a Kickstarter soon-ish. Nice. Um, but the front is injection. The reason for the Kickstarter is the front is injection, going to be injection molded, which you know is very expensive. So, But, but I've already had 200 people saying they want it. Um, I'm getting a lot. I've got on the group, there's now 500 members. Um, it's it's really doing... Uh, it, 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 the thing at the moment is I'm, I'm at the manufacturers now because I've got a manufacturer in the UK who made the original 1500. And I'm hoping that we can get this translation of my designs into them computer design systems there's a bit of translation problems at the moment getting it on there so once they've done that then i can build a prototype and i can 3d mold the front uh, model the front etc to make a prototype then i'll launch a kickstarter now i'm getting to a point here the idea is going to be that you buy this case that looks like an omega 3000 but it's black now or white if you want it white it uses modern mechanical keyboards but you can put in it a 500 a 1200 uh, you can put in it a 600. You can put a PC to run in. Like, oh, put a PC in it and run virtual, because I'm going to put my virtual reality system in it, okay? So my my headset okay. and run the emulation or maybe a ROS, okay? But if you've got a Tabor in it, you can run Morphos or you can run Amiga OS 4 in the same case. So basically, you'll be able to go with the website's up. You'll be able to say, buy the case and then say, which operating system do I want to run in it? Just do, 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 and we'll build it accordingly. So it won't matter because you'll all be in the same case. Yeah, this is nice. And yeah, so, I'm waiting. You, you need to see the designs. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I, I hope the, at the end of all, we will uh, see this uh, sooner than later. <laughs> Not two weeks in Amiga way because. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's at the moment, I mean, the original plan was. So I'm just I'm just loading some bits up so I can send you a link. The the original plan was that I was going to um, launch the Kickstarter in February, but the delays of making the prototype has held me back. So um, it's it should be soon. Um, literally, all I've got to do is get the prototype in. Well, I'm just sending you something. Yeah, right, that's good. So I'm literally doing the um, the designs. I'm going to see the manufacturers again during this week, and we're going to sit down and try and get because I did it all in SketchUp because then I could because there's so many bits to it. If you move one thing, something else doesn't work, and it's taken a long time. It's taken me two months to design the whole thing, and I need to get that to the manufacturers, and they need to make the thing. Yep. Well, once that's done, then we do the Kickstarter. And then with the Kickstarter, once it's designed, the prototype's done, we're ready to go. It's only the Kickstarter is only to fund the molds for the front. That's the only reason. So I have to have a minimum, I think it's 250 orders. And I've got 200 already. 
just people said because I've got a, the, would you buy it if I launched it 200 already have said yes so I need to get to 250 that funds the, the molding of the front once that's done now bear in mind this case itself is going to the target price is 150 pounds okay which is I don't think it's too unreasonable because I did a survey uh, in Germany, there was a guy who helped me with a survey in Germany, and he said, well, would you buy this case, because I designed it, would you buy this case at 300, 150, or any price? 90% of people say 150 pounds. Now, okay. obviously, because it's a cheap price, but I do think 150 pounds is the target price. <coughs> so- It looks good, it looks good. Uh, yeah. What I say So here. we, you know, we, that's the, the plan for me. Now, it's just a reimagining of it, and I've designed it this time, so I've got all the things that, I always wanted to put in it. Um, I'm going to do two. I'm going to build, I've got a 500 motherboard sitting up there. I'm going to build one with a 500 uh, with probably my vampire in it, to be honest, and my my network card. Because um, that makes, it's actually a lovely little machine. The vampire with the network card and everything, it just works beautifully. So I'm going to build one of them and I'm also going to build a really fast 1080, GTX 1080 based, because um, I've already got the card. Um, virtual reality system because if I don't know if you're aware of this virtual reality was started by the Amiga mm, do you know I that? I know some stories so I think uh, there yes. was something uh... and it was the 3000 that yeah. powered it because it was not the graphics not, not the graphics that was a special board that was connected to the 3000 but everything else because of the multitasking operating system the speed of the 3000 they did everything else, all the head tracking and all that kind of stuff and all the everything. It was the 3D was done by a big 3D card, but the virtuality system was based on the 3000 computer. Okay. So there's that then because I've been talking about that with the P in the PC area, saying look, you know, it was the original virtual reality. Yeah, it's a new virtual reality one based on the same, you know, look and feel. Oh, well, while you're there, it comes with an Amiga emulator. Okay, so you can run the Amiga software, I'll probably like something like AmiKit or something like that, to give people a good experience that you could just launch from the desktop and just run straight away. So the plan is there to run any kind of Amiga system you want in this one practice. Nice. Uh, maybe I people will talk then. You should uh, as well um, maybe talk with the um, Apollo team to to make the design that. for standalone version, yeah? Yeah, no, they already know about it, and, and I'm going to be making sure that the uh, the vampire fit, the new vampire fits in it. Really That'll be, that, That's going to be fine. Um, I mean, the, the funny thing is also is that it, you can put a pie in it as well. Now, I'm not going to build the case just to put a pie in it, <laughs> but the idea was that if you've got an Amiga with a network card, you there's you use one of the um, bays on the right hand side and you fit a pie into it connect the network together and then you can communicate and use the, the pie with the amiga see what i'm saying yeah, yeah i was thinking about this because now i use my uh, pie uh, through the vnc server uh, or this, this client so yeah. I can access from my Amigos the the, but this is not so let's say fluent or or speed no. is not enough. Yeah, it's okay. It's and, a bit of fun. And I was thinking if this is possible, for example, to make something like a PCI card or or like a mode. I'm not talking about like the connection, but you know yeah. that I put in 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 my uh, 
in my X5000 or I put it in my 2000 or something. Um, so basically this is the maybe not same story like the, the Siamese software. That yeah, 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 exactly. So maybe let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, the because the it's it was really great idea and uh, uh, why you created? You already was talking about this or but the ideas or for what basically to 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 have the two computers together or yeah uh, yeah i've been there done that <laughs> yeah but okay yeah. But you were... i did i did think that the whole thing with the pie would be quite nice for uh, for me owners because it might do think but that nowadays I, I was originally thinking oh maybe we could use it you know like maybe i could get siamese software to work with um uh, the uh, Linux Windows layer, I forget what it's called now, um, maybe get it to work with that and then retarget across using Siamese system. Um, but then the vampire came along and it was so fast anyway, who cares? <laughs> it's just... But no, I was thinking that the, the, the Pi is a great tool and it's people want to be able to program the Pi and be able to communicate with it and so on. And, and you know they might have pod projects and just, but so sticking a pie in a case with a PC or with an Amiga or whatever, um, maybe it'd be a good a good tool. I don't know. It, to, to be honest, it's a little bit of fun, um, but I like the idea as well of having. Um, if you buy a PC, I can stick a pie in it with a, a, a micro SD card with a full operating system and run Amibian. Yep. To switch to it, I don't know. But then you could just run the emulator. So you know. So these are all just messing around ideas. Um, but the thing, you know, the case is something um, putting quite a lot of effort into. It's, it's not my day job, obviously. It's a hobby, as most people in this community yep, is a I hobby. Um, and, you know, I, 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 can't, I can't guarantee it's going to come to fruition. My, my aim is to bring it to fruition and put an awful lot of effort into it. Um, I'm fairly confident but at the moment we discuss the things like oh well we got to it's going to cost a lot of money we got to redesign i think you're not redesigning no you're not so that's that kind of discussion so i need to sort that that part of it get into manufacture the prototypes but once that's done i think i think um i think a lot of people will like the case i hope um but uh i've not had any bad comments um, I mean, I've had the comments, it'll never happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, I know about that. But I, I have got a history of doing stuff. So, yeah, exactly. I have delivered things. And even the Amica thing, you know, that kind of, you know, I said, yeah, I'll do one. And I bought it out and it came out with fully supported drivers. And I've done that. So, this one's a bit more of a, uh, because it's, if I'd done it just for 500, it would have actually been really easy. But the fact that you can put a 1200, 600, a micro ATX card, a mini ITX, all these different things, it's a headache. But it, yeah, it does work. It does work nice. So in, in the design, it works. Um, but in practice, that's where we're going to find out. Of course. But I think you can do it. What, what, what you will do it. Uh, okay, let's maybe talk about the Eros because this was the. Go on, then. Uh, okay. The, <laughs> I think I will put in the description the the, the link to your uh, tutorials how to build the PC and you already said uh, that the best um, option is to build some build kind 
this is a little bit sad is that I cannot take the new laptop from the shop and install yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but um, okay, but in short words, because maybe to encourage guys how to start the building the PCA PC Aeros or in 10, so, min 10 minutes or something, not like the yeah, because yeah, your yeah, tutorials yeah. are really long. And okay, so, so basically, the, the well, here's the first thing if you've got a piece of hardware lying around, okay, or you've got a computer lying around, download and burn the uh, uh, Icarus, the latest Icarus, put it on a burn it on a, a DVD or CD. Um, you can even put it on a on a, a USB stick, yeah, and boot from that device because you can boot from it and run it, just like with Linux. Boot from that, and then see how much support you've got because you can actually run it. So you can test if, for example, your graphics system is supported. Usually, 99% of the time, your card is, but it's not native, so it will be in a Visa mode, yep. which is. Not particularly brilliant, but it works. But it's not as good as native. Now, you can find out then. So you then, if that works, but your graphics card is not supported, check your slots and then buy a suitable card that is supported. The sound is the same. HD audio actually helps a hell of a lot because so many cards have HD audio that it supports a reasonable number of machines network cards accordingly so you you may find you've got dry if not if you've got a laptop it's very difficult it is difficult with a laptop because you can't change anything yep you know it's it's one of those if it doesn't work forget it for that laptop because you're not all, all run it in virtual box um but if you're building a machine because I, I i mean as i said if you buy one of i'm showing this because you if you buy one of these little asus spires um, uh, which I can give you the model number, but I haven't got my glasses, so I can't read it. If you buy one of them, it's supported out of the box. Um, but that's one of the few laptops that is supported. But if you build a machine, okay, just test it, and then it means you've got to swap out a few, a couple of cards. So you're going to want network, you're going to want sound, and you're going to want a graphics card. For graphics at the moment, stick to NVIDIA. Anything... GTX 480 and back, or I, I've tried it with 460, but anything that series backwards. You find that the old um, 9000 series are actually very good. They work really, really well, but there is a list of the cards that are supported. But you can pick them up for a tenner. Mm -hmm. So you've got your, say if you've got a PC with a box, all the CPUs work, The you need to then find what bits don't work and replace those bits. Just get it off eBay. You might probably the most you spend is 20 or 30 pounds for the lot. You won't spend much. Um, one key thing that's very important is it doesn't support SATA, yep. which is a major headache because everything's SATA. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, it is a pain in the neck, but you'll find some BIOSes can run the SATA in legacy mode and then it works. So that's a good little tip. You may have that and you can run it in SATA mode. You can also get, if you've got, depending on what PC you've got, you can buy, um, let me see, if, uh, no, I'm not gonna have it to hand. You can buy these little cards for about a tenner 
And they have an art, you put them in a, 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 a you know, single tiny little PCIe slot and it has a, an IDE connect cable and then just get an IDE drive for five or something like that and plug it in with the, the CD-ROM. So you're going back a little bit in kit. The, obviously that and the network cards there's a load of network card supporters you can pick them up for five ten pounds then they're not a big deal but if you're going to build a box the box is the best way of doing it because you can you can swap bits out add bits in that kind of thing and that's that's how i did that's what i did in the video so i took two pcs um and one of them actually was reasonably well supported when it came out straight away but i swapped out the graphics card and put a faster one in because yep. i'm greedy um but the, the, I think the network was okay and the sound wasn't as one of them. But, I, I mean, you just have to put the cards in that are supported and then build it accordingly. If you've got the machine or you get it out of a skip, I mean, because you can do that, and then you might have, say, uh, a 2 gigahertz Intel Pentium or something, and you buy a couple of cards and put them in, slot them in, you might spend 20, 30 pounds doing this, maybe 30, 40 pounds, something like that. Then you've got a really fast AROS Amiga, okay? And the thing obviously is because it's an Amiga, it doesn't need four gigahertz to get it to run well. It can run on one gigahertz. I mean, that this little Atom flies, absolutely flies. Um, and it, I mean, I, I, this can, I mean, it'll wipe the floor with a power PC and you can pick them up peanuts. So um, that's running AROS, okay? So, you know, you can do, you can build, you can build one um, relatively cheaply, but you have to be a tinkerer. Yeah. Um, you can't just go, oh, it worked. Because the thing with Linux, if you get Linux and you put it on it, pretty much any piece of kit, plug it in, it installs, got drivers, blah, 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 it's all working, it's fine. But they got thousands of developers doing drivers. We've got probably about five, ten that that work and can only do. And drivers are very complex. I mean, that's why I fund it. And, and half the time, I, I found his, historically, developers like to develop, but some are some are driven by. And they just want to do it and say, well, I haven't got the kit and they can't afford to buy it, especially in certain countries where they haven't got a lot of money, these guys, and they're getting stuff out of a skit. So I send them a card, you know, 20 quid, 30 quid, whatever it is, get them to develop the drivers. Then you've got a new driver, okay? Mm -hmm. Some of them, uh, for example, uh, David Wensler, who wrote the HD audio driver, he's a professional developer. So I approached him and he built, he did the whole thing for me for 600 pounds, which was, I thought was really reasonable to be fair. Yeah, it's, I think quite cheap. Thing. And then I, I, cause I said, I gave the software away, but not the source code. And the reason for that was I needed to recoup that money to put in something else. So um, a, uh, the AROS community got together and within three days raised it through the system we have. And then I, I released the source code. So it's all open source and they're still working on it. So it's the same thing with some of the others. I mean, when we did the, the Intel GMA driver, that was a simple one. Michael just said, I paid Michael a reasonable amount of money, actually, to develop this driver. And he said, oh, I'm putting a source in. I said, yeah, it's fine, whatever. Um, but, you know, so the drivers, we don't have as many developers to, to do all the drivers. So you have to do, if you want to join the club, you have to 
be prepared to get a little, you get your feet dirty. And half the fun is, you know, you can pretty much get AROS to run on anything, but with no network, no sound, and, and non proper drivers for the graphics, but you will see it. And then you say, right, oh, which bit's working? Oh, I've got no network and no sound, but my, my graphics is okay. So you just find a couple of cards, you plug them in, then you instantly you've then got network and sound for 20 quid. You just have to do a little bit of work. It's a bit more complicated, but it's a bit, I've got to be honest, it's a bit like the old days on the Amiga. You know, we didn't have everything and we had to figure ways out of doing stuff. Like that's one of the reasons Siamese came along because I wanted to use a 16-bit sound card, uh, but I had a PC. Okay, so but now I, I can AHI can retarget, you see? And uh, uh, the graphics, I didn't have a graphics card then, but I was using Siamese RTG and running it on PC. So you had to be a, bit, a little bit clever what you was doing. It's not an instant, oh, buy it, turn it on and go. Even now, I mean, I would like, I'm hoping to do an AROS box fully configured, in the nice case, completely configured. Um, there's a couple of drivers still to be done because we still have a problem. The HD audio should be right in the network, I think it'd be okay. There's graphics driver being done. Um, but whether that be finished, I don't know yet. If it's finished, it's going to help a lot. Um, and then you can have the fastest Amiga ever. Whether you want to call it Amiga, a lot of people go, no, you can't call AWOS an Amiga. Okay, I understand. Fair mm. enough. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> if, it, if, if it if it walks like a duck, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, um, AROS is all intents and purposes a clean room rebuild of the operating system from scratch, and no one's been able to disprove that. So, as far as I'm concerned. It is the Amiga on X86, oh, and PowerPC, oh, and on ARM, oh, and on 68K. So AWOS is everywhere. But we do need developers. It's the same thing for the other platforms. They need developers. There's limited amount of money being put around. Um, I'm hoping the Vampire, the team I know from my understanding of very pro AROS, but I think in some ways they would be better off working with Hyperion to get the, the official Amiga OS, then they can call it Amiga OS. Did you see what I'm saying? If they go with AROS, they may have problems calling it Amiga. You know, so, um, but all these things can be resolved if people talk. I mean, if, if in my original scenario, if we all got together as a community with all the platforms, sat down and worked out and said, look, let's just say the Amiga is all of us, okay, and made it official, but you have this flavor, that flavor, this flavor, that flavor, and so on. It's a cleaner way for someone new to come in. And they can say, you know, it'll be like your Linux distribution. Oh, well, I, I want to run Ubuntu. No, oh, yeah, but I want to run SUS, or I want to run this one. All these different, but it's still, it's still Linux. And if we could get to that point, um, I think this community could grow. It could grow quite well because. Retro and vintage is massive, absolutely massive. Yeah, especially um, in UK, I think now it's really oh, powerful. Oh, yeah, not to see it, but most of them are playing games. <laughs> yeah, of course. This, uh, yeah. I know but, the pain. I'm not the player as well, so uh, I'm. That's why I'm more interested in in let's say future or development yeah. uh, of doing some stuff. But 
I have the question, um, for example, with the with the Aeros. Um, maybe the better solution, maybe, could be something like you can select or the Aeros developers or somebody will select the the notebook for, for example, one model for three years and then support yeah. only that or one PC, you know, and then you, like you said, you can sell it in some nice case or something. But then I know I go to this shop at uh, out of box. So it is maybe not better solution than uh, doing drivers here, doing there, you know. We tried it. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, this is a good example. Yeah, but okay, now this is, uh, this is this is quite this old, is, and I'm talking about yeah. every no, 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 few I don't years. It, when we did it, it wasn't old. Yeah. Yeah. But there so is no replacement was, for this now. Yeah. It was it was a, a relevant new product. I got the drivers written. It took a little while. It took six months. By the time the drivers were written, it had been replaced. All the chips had been replaced. We couldn't support it. So the, the, the turn, hardware turnover is so quick that it's very difficult. Now, the only way you can do this, I mean, I, I did consider talking to Acer originally um, and maybe going out there. But the only way to do it would be to get a manufacturer, a, a big manufacturer, who would give you their roadmap and then you develop, because we can only develop so much, okay, and then develop for a platform that's going to have a lifespan of say three years and as mm -hmm. i agree with totally you you're absolutely right but you have to we always end up coming in just as it's being killed off and that's that's the problem that's why i like the atom because i thought the intel atom will have a life cycle but the, even the intel atom when you got to late the revision the next revision they changed all the graphics and I couldn't get Michael to rewrite the graphics. He just, just couldn't do it. It would have taken him six months, and then they changed it again. So this is the problem you face. You don't get three years. You don't. You just don't get that. And it it works in the Linux community because you've got so many developers. Now, here's another another idea. Communicate with the Linux community, the developers, and say, look. You know, we we would love you to come. Would you help us with drivers? Okay, and, and then we have some incentives. If you've done a driver and you would like to get in touch, we can talk about some kind of incentives and bring, you know, you have to pay a little bit. You're going to have to, so whatever, whatever they like. It may be just buy them the particular piece of hardware, maybe give them the laptop. Yeah, give out a few laptops. Because no, Trevor does this. Give the hardware out. The trouble is it's a slow process. My, my, I mean, I've done this a few times and it is a slow process. It moves very slow. Hardware changes really quick. Yeah. And so you can you, you can never keep up with it. That, and that's the problem with it. If you've got a manufacturer on board and said, here's our roadmap, but they're still being led by the chips. I'll give you an example. The, um, the new uh, Intel uh, cores are going to have an AMD graphics chip on it, okay? So all the old stuff's gone. Um, with the network cards, they change so many different types of network chips, and they just swap them about all over the place. <laughs> Sounds, it's the same, different standards, different chips. 
and you, you'd need to write more and more and more drivers. It's drivers is the issue. If you had a manufacturer that came on board and said, same thing, because I think someone had been in touch with Acer and they were maybe, but they're such a big company. They're going to go, well, so you're going to give us what, 200 more sales? Who cares? Yeah. If you went and said, we want 100,000 laptops, but of even course. then, the next lot <laughs> being yeah, compatible. Of course. Uh, so uh, it's all about developers. If you can get the developers and get the developers interested, then that that would work. But again, you know, you have to be very, very quick. Okay, but it's sad. Now the the, the a little bit maybe controversial question, but I got the, it. I love uh, that. The, there is a project, uh, a, a not Aeros RS, yeah. So based on the Linux kernel, and maybe this is the solution to use this kernel and then you know, the rest of the Amiga <laughs> stuff. What do you yeah, think about this? Yeah, Eros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. From uh, the Pascal. Yeah, Pascal from the Pascal Papara. Papara, yeah. Lovely guy. Um, yeah, I, I think he was right. And, and, and I'll tell you why. I spoke with Michael Schultz a lot about this, and he had a plan to take the Linux kernel and build Eros on top of it. I mean, Eros gets accused of being based on Linux. It's not, it really isn't. But he gets accused of it all the time. But as soon as you put the Linux kernel in there, the Amiga community just throws its hands up and just doesn't want to know. So, because I, I think that putting the Linux kernel on it, just like they did with the Android, yeah. get the Linux kernel, because Michael Schultz had, I mean, what Pascal's done with Eros, has done, he's done a great little job with that, but Michael's, objectives were way beyond that literally all the all the drivers and the kernel all the 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 drivers for everything would work with aros natively because that would be translated through the the linux core so here's why but you wouldn't even notice it so to me it's a bit it would be a bit like when apple went to uh from powerpc to x86 they got they got unix they bought unix in it was just, it was a clever thing to do The trouble is Amiga users, um, well, the existing Amiga community would, it would be like, sh they would consider shooting J minor in the face with a shotgun and they wouldn't like it. Now, my opinion is, hang on a second, he might have, you know, I, I, I don't want to, he might have liked it. I mean, other people might have liked it. I mean, if you talk to some of the, the older developers, they were already talking about bringing another operate system because um, the core of the Amiga RS does have problems in the modern world yep. for multi-core and which is why Aros has got multi-core but there's a lot of problems with um, is it the forbid command and stuff like that there's a lot of technical reason why the Amiga RS does have a few problems so if there was a way if everyone were together and we went right as a community of de Amiga developers we will do what we think is best for the future and decided to take that core and build on top of it and then the people just go with it or not if it had the immediate look I, i tell you if hyperion came on board and we did something like that and then it had the amiga logo on it no one would care yeah true. if it said amiga and it was run with amiga code it just happened at the bottom end of the engine it was using linux which is open source using that absolutely people would buy it but because it doesn't say amiga on it they won't touch it 
Sure. And that, that's your big problem. That's why Amigo is for. It's, a pop, it's, it's pop, popular. People love it because it's got the brand. It is a good OS. Don't get me wrong. It's a great OS. But the reason that, that you know it's it's got Amigo on it, it's got the it can have the name. That is everything. Yeah, but don't have the name. At the end of all, uh, it matters. Yeah, somehow in marketing world or something. Don't make you feel wrong. warm and fuzzy inside as well. Sure. <laughs> but basically, at the end of all, name matter, matters uh, like it it's shown. But uh, but the question is because now we have again the like, like you said, we should work together and so on, and this uh-huh. is the right. And now we have the again big fight between uh, Planto, Hyperion. I don't know who who more maybe joined the uh, <laughs> uh, and and you see this is the. It is complicated to, to work together, to I think, and people? to make the one operating OS, for example. Yes, they need to grow up. Yeah, exactly. So uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been around longer than all of them, except David Pleasance. And True. I, I'm, I'm like, oh, please, just sort it out. You can, If you wanted to, you could sort it out. I know there are legal things and they have to tidy up the legal things. Just sort it out. You know, it's, it's all egos, and that's all it is. And the Amiga has always suffered by at the hands of people with ego. Always, it's always suffered. I mean, well, not 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 in the original Amiga company. No, not at all. There, sorry, I take that back. As soon as he got to Commodore, yeah, <laughs> understand. What Speak to mean. many of the old developers. I mean, um, and and you know, they, look at the big picture. I mean, People do. People are only doing this for fun, anyway. I mean, I don't see what fun they get with all the arguments. You know, if they could just, as I said, if if people could just grow up, look at the big picture, and then work together, okay? And they, you know, they solved the problem with look. If they they fixed the Berlin Wall, all these other things have sorted themselves out. All these problems around the world get fixed, and we can't have a bunch of Amiga developers talking together. Really, you know, it just it annoys me. You know, it just really annoys me. But you know, apparently I'm naive. Yeah. To, yeah, but I, I, I know most fans would do the same thing. They'd say the same thing. Just sort you sort it out. That's why I now I start to thinking a little bit in this um, in this whole situation because it's really uh, it's, it's a it's just a stupid situation. It's uh, really the, yeah. stupid's the right word. Because we are users and basically we are nobody for this um, VIP guys or something. And, and I don't know, maybe the Eros is the chance to survive somehow, I hope. And um, uh, maybe the easy question now, <laughs> because... I go on. Which application you can... Or maybe top application for Aeros because the people don't know this operating system. So what I can do in short words on the Aeros because um, I know there is Odyssey, there is Employer, for example. But um, what you can say from the software point of view, what is why I should try Aeros or maybe like that. Okay. Right. So well, first of all, let's look at what AOS has got. What's the main thing you want to use a computer for nowadays? You want to surf the web. You want to use maybe do some FTP. And you want to do all the internet applications and stuff. Yeah, you mostly. You do all that with AOS, and we, because we've got OWB on really fast hardware, it flies. Um, so I mean, even to the point where you can you can run YouTube with HTML5 video. 
you've got all that, right? So your internet applications, you've got. Um, are they as good as the latest version of Chrome on the fastest Mac and PC? No, but they're not. They're, they're usable. They're very usable. So you've got you've got the probably the, one of the best browsers, you know, because I know it comes from Morphos and comes across the side. Yeah, but the, on the uh, Power PC yeah. hardware, there is no just in time and. I think Aero's version is already have this or something, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much the, well, as of probably a year ago, it's, it's pretty much, I know, I know Morphos is always a little bit ahead, obviously, uh, but we've got a really good version of OWB. Um, the 3D engine in, in Aeros is outstanding, okay? We have, we have um, this is why if you've got an NVIDIA graphics card, uh, up to the 400 series, the graphics is, I mean, stunning. We've got the best, uh, because it's OpenGL, we've got a full OpenGL stack. It is amazing. Some of the stuff you can see on AOS, so games, if you see some, uh, on that video, I think I showed one of the games, which is like a, a Doom, not a Quake clone, that kind of thing. Flies, absolutely fantastic. So 3D engine, stunning. There is, um, we don't. The worst thing is we don't have an office suite, which is really frustrating. We have a kind of work around things, but what we do have, obviously, we can run the emulator, and then you can run all the old Amiga software. So we've got the full back catalogue of all Amiga software, all works on AROS. But what you do is you run the Amiga operating system up as I like to call it almost like a virtual machine because it is an emulator. It's a virtual machine, basically. So with a, obviously doing a bit more work, obviously, but so you can run that up as a task on AROS, have it on another screen, you've got your full software. Now, again, within limitations that the network, at the moment, I don't think the network's not working, but you can use all the other applications. You don't need network because you've got all the network tools on AROS. But there's also other things. There's, MP, uh, I don't know if you've seen uh, Mplay, there's also, um, Oh, you mentioned FFmpeg, FFm. Oh, I yeah, what it's called converting. There is a version of that on AROS, so you can do all your conversion. It is a little bit older, must be, because I I I got um, Christoph to do that some time ago. So you've got that. So uh, um, Ian Gledhill wrote a front end for me as well. So we've got a, a basic video editor using it, and it could do with working on. But there's that in there. There's all the. Uh, there's all the uh, on AROS side. I don't know if people know that, and I didn't know this. There is actually a game development engine built into it, which I didn't even know. And it's, I mean, it looks it's a it's a bit like the Unity kind of size, but it's an open source one. I didn't even know, and it's sitting in the sitting in there hidden away. Um, there's a there is an awful lot of stuff you can do on AROS. You've got loads and loads of development tools. None of the platforms have development tools that I use. I mean, I use Visual Studio on Windows. It's crazy good. I mean, okay. I, you know, and then when I come back to the Amiga, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, but I'm not. I'm um, I'm not a hardware developer, so I can't just come in. I can't do it myself, so I pay other people to. Um, there's there's a lot of games. I mean, lots of people have been porting games. I mean, the, all platforms have ported games. Very rare do you get native Amiga games written for specific. So we get ports of different games. And there's a ton of great games. A lot of them using the the, uh, the 3D engine. The 3D engine is really important part of this. And then, of course, you've got, in the future, we've already got multi-core running. So 
it is having more work, but there is a you can go and download a version, and you can run eight cores with AROS. There's not, not much runs there, but you can, there's a few demos and you can see it working. So there's there's that for developers who want to be excited, it's there. You know, um, if you're if you're a developer, AROS is perfect. It is perfect because you can play, you can contribute, you can you can create things and become a hero in the community. Same as any platform, but we do like to big up our developers. I mean, I do. I know that. I mean, I always I think they're the greatest things in the world. Um, but if you want if, another thing, it's really good for if you like emulating systems. There was a t- load of emulators on AROS for other platforms. You know, like your your, your Nintendos. Uh, um, you, I think there's a PS2, PS1. There's Sinclair emulators, 64 emulators. I mean, everything. You know, you can do tons of stuff on there. Um, but it's, again, it's for people who like a Amiga and aren't scared to not use Windows as their operating system. Now, disclaimer, okay, day to day, I use Windows because that's how I make my living. I mm-hmm. dislike it intensely, but I make my living. It pays my bills. But as soon my wife always laughs. As soon as the, it's time to finish, the Windows machine that I'm on at the moment gets turned off, and I walk over. Well, I don't know why I'm doing that, but <laughs> and okay. I go and play with that lot. Yeah, and I've got my Aros machine sitting here. I've got a great big 32-inch display, my nice Aros, which you've seen in the video. That box exactly. is sitting there, and you know I'll have stuff on that. And my vampire, I play. I play my music on my vampire with my 8-bit sound, and I play my albums on there. Only because I can, right? Yes, I could put it on the PC, but where's the fun in that? You know. So, um, but I'm different to most people because I enjoy hardware. I love hardware, and I like building hardware, and I like all that kind of thing. Software for me is uh, I, I use the software, obviously, but to me, I, I like building machines and restoring machines, and I like bit like building new AROS machines. I like doing all this setting everything up showing how good it can work and then you know and then i might i'll move on to something else and i'll tell you the reason for that is in the old days i didn't create demos i didn't create much graphics i built machines for people to do that so that's my fun if you're a tinkerer um definitely AWOS is great fun it's, it, I, I think it's a fantastic platform if you're someone who needs i know i've got work to do and i've got to do day-to-day work None of the mega platforms, particularly because you can't type in letters, is always interesting. Unless you're using Word Perfect, Word Perfect, um, uh, Final Writer. No, I mean, I use Final cool. Writer. I mean, I did my script on not not Final Writer. What's there's another one, which I'm running on the. Um, the I think you used the, this the new Final Writer that it is. Yeah, no, that, that, but that, no, that's buggy. Oh god, I I, I had to say look, take it off, take it off because it's not it's not it wasn't good enough. And I was a bit frustrated that that should never have been put on there. Um, I, I understand maybe why they that, that they did, um, but the problem is that people get the wrong impression. Then you can't just put stuff on there because it's cool. That one, there was a few bugs with it. They'll be mm-hmm. ironed out now, um, but that shouldn't have gone on there. But the potential for Aros with Final Writer, with because they've got the source code, once they've got that fully working, is fantastic. 
because it'll support new, the new formats and that kind of thing. That that will change things. I mean, two, three things changed, eh, Ross? Um, Paolo doing Icarus years ago. Uh, get no WB because we needed a web browser desperately. Well, the 3D engine, obviously. Uh, I'm, it's more than three. <laughs> the biggest thing to me was, and I was never a fan of Opus 5, I love 4, but Opus 5.5 Magellan as your workbench really made a difference. Really made a difference. It's such a great file handling system now. Um, I, I think it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Is it perfect? No. Not perfect. It's not, Nothing perfect. compared to Wonder, I think this is on iOS basically, yeah. The 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 workbench replacement. Yeah, no, Wonder is Wonder is is okay, but p p compared to what we got now, it's rubbish. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was always the weak spot. It worked, but it was it was always weak. Um, whereas because we're using the, because we got the source code built into iOS of Opus five five nine, I think. It is amazing, you know, true, absolutely amazing. You know, so, the only, I have one criticism against it though. Wanderer was multi had a, was a multitasking workbench. Yeah, you could run, and when you move, like if you run 10 demos, you can move them around. They carried on. Try that with the new one. It's not multitasking. So if you if you move a lister, a, a program, right, everything else stops until you put it down. Oh. That's annoying. <laughs> Because we had it before, so the, this again, this is something that can be fixed. Okay. Yeah. And um, so, um, do you think that there will be a better future for Aeros now? Or? Yeah. Yeah, of course it will. Um, what will happen is um, someone will come along, and we we had a guy called Christoph. I, I, I it's a it's Polish guy. Yeah, I know. I couldn't pronounce his surname, yeah, I, I, and yeah. I don't want to try and pronounce his surname, but he was such a lovely guy, and he did so much work for AROS. Um, but he, he moved on because he got fed up with people. To be fair, people, and I think most of the developers get fed up with this, the users, and I, and I will moan about the users, the users do not, not always appreciate the work that goes into the software that's given away for free. And they don't, the developers don't necessarily want you to pay for the stuff. They just want to be appreciated like anyone else. And, and when you get someone writes a piece of software and then someone comes in and says, oh, there's a bug. Oh, it's useless. That, that, that software is rubbish. And then moans like hell. It doesn't speak to the developer yep. and say, I've got a problem. Can you have a look? And then they'll go, oh, oh okay. I didn't, oh, I, missed, I didn't notice that. Then they fix it. Instead, they can go to Tori. So little things like that. Or the other thing is they're just taken for granted. People, well, they, well, they, that's what they're there for. They're meant to do the work so I can use it. No, they're not. It's a hobby. So, you know, I, I think the the users need to be more great. And I'm not talking about all users, but a lot of users need to be more grateful for the work that's done and show it either with nice words, maybe with donating some money to places you know if you use a piece of software send them a couple of pounds buy a beer you know it goes so far i mean a lot of the development work i that's come from AWOS for my my bit 
he'd literally send them a send I send them a graphics card. Don't need money. Just send them a graphics card. They want send them a network card. They haven't got send them a sound card. Uh, they need a new CPU. Send them a new CPU on a motherboard. You know these kind of things. Um, bit more supportive, and I mean that goes for all the platforms. The difference is that obviously with Morphos, there is actually money involved. People are paying for the license. So that's slightly different. The same with Amiga OS. You're paying for the license. With AOS, you're not paying for anything. It's all for free. So you need to, people need to be a little bit more supportive, maybe donate a little bit here and there. And then your developers wouldn't necessarily leave, mm. you know, because we need the developers. And I always, I always say when I met the, the, the twins, I, I love developing. I mean, I'm a developer myself, but I can't do the hardware stuff. The hardware device drivers it's not my skill set and um so i i adore i think they're the greatest things in the world i i appreciate them more than anything um and i, and I try to make everyone clearer that you know it doesn't i don't care what platform they write for you know i supported amiga os developers financially by getting them to write something like ian he's an amiga os4 developer i got him to write something for amos but he you know and he went back to amiga os4 again so it's you know but i, I you and and I think he, I think he, some of the stuff he's done for Aros, he's moved across. You know, support the developers. And you know, I, I, I really do believe that. You know, even if it's send them an email, thanks, I love your software. Yeah, not make a difference. Right. You'd be it's, surprised. It's 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 um, for everybody the same, or for whatever you do, it's it's really nice to have some support uh, yes. and good word. Uh, but. Uh, do you have the idea how we can get more developers? Because basically our developers are quite old as well as users. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, yeah. And I think it's really hard to to attract some, I don't know, 20 years old guy yeah, to make some development yeah. for old Well, systems. first of all, you've got to know your target. Your target audience is the Linux community. That's obvious. Uh, you need to target them. Uh, you need to give them potential a system with great potential and a, and and you need to have a community that's working together for them to come into because the problem at the moment is anyone who comes in the first thing they usually say is what the hell's going on here yes. you know well you know, oh well, can't be i'm not i can't be bothered with that it's too too much politics rubbish you know they don't like i'm not talking to you and i'm not talking to you and ugh. so if you've got people coming in why would they want it? If they came into if they came into the Amiga community and they were welcomed, and which where would you like to work? You know, I mean, I still think the AROS is the best to be the core because it's open source. You know, someone said a little while ago, oh maybe um, Amiga OS should be open sourced, right? It's already an Amiga open source Amiga yeah, operates. Sure. So and I, and they won't do that because and I understand that. Um, but you know, if, if if we have one there, if everyone worked to support it, put stuff in, and then took stuff out, and it comes to working together. If the community was the community, I mean, the, it is a friendly community. Don't get me wrong. You get some idiots, obviously, and you get yeah, people that won't talk to other people. Um, but it, it is a nice community. But sometimes developers will come in. And have a look, oh, really? That's a bit of a mess, isn't it? Or actually, the biggest thing, that, that here's the big thing. The biggest thing is, show me the development tools on all platforms. 
Oh, they're rubbish, aren't they? <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I heard we don't have the best tools in the world, yeah. No, no we don't. I mean, um, if the development tools could be, I mean, I'll give you an example, um, and, I, and I, I may be the wrong. I would, a lot of a lot of developers, if a developer from Eager, work on Linux and cross-compile. So they use the Linux with all the source code editing tools, then send it to the virtual machine to be to to be compiled, because at least they get a good emula a ed, a editor. That's a, that's that is a big thing. Um, then there's the debuggers a bit of a problem because we don't really have a debugger as such. I mean, I, I tried to pay a developer many many years ago who was going to do it. He actually had a prototype going for Aros. Uh, it just all fell apart. But that was going to look like it could be a good integrated like a Visual Studio kind of thing. Um, but that fell apart sadly. But we do need, we need, what we need is a development toolkit that works on all the platforms. Now we kind of do. If you think about it, I tell you one thing that's quite good. Although it's not a d proper development system, but and I've forgotten what it's called. Um, what's the uh, the scripting toolkit? Hollywood. Yep. Hollywood is a brilliant one because but it's it's only script and, yes, script uh, and a library and it, but it is good because it's cross-platform and you can put it all over the place if we had something like that for c uh because all the platforms work on mostly on c if we had a good one with a good editor with a debugger that could work with the different platforms that would that would that you would bring people in because they've got a toolkit to use at the moment it's a bit it's quite tricky you know to, to to bring people in so so yeah development tools are really important at the moment we don't really nothing i've seen unless someone's going to come and say send me a link to say did you know about this mm -hmm. um you know maybe um i have seen there was a cross-platform thing but I, you know no one i knew used it and it, i don't know if it actually worked very well but that's what's needed is a cross-platform development toolkit that can that can work a bit like Microsoft I don't know if I'm, I mean I, I'm a Visual Studio developer and now I can develop with Visual Studio and compile for Linux I uh, compile for Android and I can compile for um, iOS because I'm literally doing that for my work at the moment so I can compile to all of them so, you know, if we had something like that where, you know, and I know there was something on Linux kind of similar, but that, that's, a, that's a big thing. If you had a good development toolkit, um, that then you would bring developers in. Okay. It, you would, it would help when they come in. You need to do a push, you know, a marketing push, but when, when they come in, then they've got tools to use. Okay, so maybe with this can be somehow connected another question, but let's see it will be the last question in Aeros, maybe of official then we can talk uh, uh, um, uh, about other topics but uh, i from my point of view i think the with the Aeros, it looks like that there's uh, no one guy in charge and everything <laughs> yeah. is chaotic I, I understand the open source uh, yeah. soul but don't you think maybe the something like foundation or you know, <laughs> you know what I, I mean I, that this is the I, I, say, uh, 
I proposed the AROS Foundation. I got, I, I had uh, the the domain of it, um, and uh, I, I have a reasonably good um, presence in the community. I mean, I've been away for a while to be a few years, but I, I, reasonable. But it was it was an instant no, no. So, but I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, I totally do understand, and I think that that would be useful but then you all you all you might end up with is the same old politics okay. <laughs> whereas you don't have that now now you know at the moment people everyone in the community talks everyone in the AWOS community talks there's no problems there's no issues there's nothing like that everyone works together and it's fine i think if you put someone in charge politics will come in so there is negative you see this in the linux community yeah you get this, that you get these personality problems because people can't think beyond themselves <laughs> so um yeah I, I i proposed it and i wasn't even putting myself up. I, I said i would set it up and then they could vote in it but there wasn't you know um so i just concentrate on supporting developers doing the videos get the message out talk to guys like yourself you know i, I just I, I find that's just but you are right it, it can be a bit chaotic but um I think what we need is an Amiga foundation. Or something maybe like that. Yeah. Everybody works together. And I think I'll, I'll bang on about this till I drop dead. You know? Yeah, um, I think this can be only possible if the new guy will come and, and buy everything and do it from oh, the scratch. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Because... Oh, God, yeah, if someone did that. I talked to Trevor about that once and. As he said, if it was about money, you would have bought it. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, but this is yeah. I know that this this is not so easy. But, but maybe uh, let's talk now maybe about classic Amiga again to to make oh, the uh, Aeros. I think more or less uh, we know something about this. And at, as I said, there's great YouTube channel. That's that's yours. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that you can yeah touch the arrows and then maybe try at home but uh, you show on this channel as well the um the video toaster uh, options i as you said you are a big uh, fan and uh, you say the amiga 3000 is the best uh, amiga in your opinion as i understand yeah or or not yeah well we have to people have to understand is um first of all i said before i don't play games um, and also, I came in when the well, I came in as soon as the 500 was launched because I could afford it. So, to me, as I said before, um, the, the, there, was, there was only one Amiga, and it was called the Amiga 1000. Okay, that was the Amiga, and, he, and to this day, it's still the Amiga. Now, they improved on it; it evolved over time. But the three, to me. The 2000 is just a 1000 with slots. Yep. It's, a, it's a fine machine, but it's a 1000 with slots. The uh, 500 is a cost reduced 1000. It's a, they're all the, pretty much the same thing. The 3000 was the was different. It was an evolution, but it was an evolution done well. They did a new chipset. I mean, it didn't look like many changes, but there were some fundamental changes. But they addressed all the problems with the original one. They put 32-bit processor which of course caused incompatibility, <laughs> but that was fine. They put um, on a 32-bit full 32-bit bus, 
the chips and everything were on a 32-bit bus, so everything performed really fast. They put a SCSI controller in it, okay? Not that cheap-ass IDE thing they put in the 4000. They put a SCSI controller in it. They put the flicker fixer in it. So basically, that was a workstation-class Amiga, and it was pretty. I mean... Even the, the, the case itself was pretty. It was. I never thought I'd ever say that. I mean, I, I love my 1000, but I think the 3000 is gorgeous. It really is a lovely computer. So to me, that was, the, they were the two best period, the two best Amigas in my opinion, it's the 1000 and the 3000. Now the rest of them, I know a lot of people are saying about, well, what about the 4000? Well, the 4000. The 4000 was made cheap, cost reduced. It, 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 it was basically a 3000 with two more bit planes, okay? Yeah. But they chucked out the SCSI, which was really fast, and then they put in an IDE drive. Now, not that's fine, the IDE drives are, are, are good and they work, but it's not like SCSI. SCSI is way better. It's a bit more expensive, and that would have cost them another $5 or something. But so they, they, they cut corners there. I don't think the case is particularly good looking, but that's beside the point. As for a computer, to me it was a letdown. I, 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 I was, I still believe that it should have had 24-bit graphics, proper 24-bit. You know, like an, like if you put a graphics card in it, it should have had something like that built into it, a, a graphics mode, and the AGA keep that. But the fact you could plug it. Don't get me wrong. You could, you could, you could plug in a 24-bit graphics card, 16-bit card, so you can plug them all in. But it wasn't much of a step up for me from the 3000. So it was a nice machine, um, but it could have been so much more. That, that's my opinion. I know a lot of people will hate me for saying that because everyone thinks that the 1200 and the 4000 were fantastic. But they weren't groundbreaking. The 1000 was, to be honest, the only groundbreaking Amiga there ever was, was the 1000. Cool. The rest of them were just an evolution. Um, my 3000... I, I love because I I because I, I, I wanted to I, I've always wanted a video toaster ever since I was in the business but we couldn't have it because NTSC we all know the yep. story and I've never had one and then I bought a 2000 to just to put a video toaster in it and I couldn't get the thing to work I couldn't get it to work the timings I, I blew up a 2000 motherboard trying to, to mess around with it and get it going I had to buy get another one and in the end I thought uh, how about if I plug it into my 3000? This is just for a laugh. So I took the 3000 apart, I plugged it, and it worked. It just worked. Because I just switched it. I, there's, a little, there's a switch on the motherboard, okay? NTSC mode. <laughs> and it just worked. Really? So then I had to cut the back. If you've, noticed, if you've seen the pictures, I had to cut the back of the case, a little bit yeah. out of the case, to make an adapter. And it fits beautifully, right? And so that is now all that does, that 3000 is it's my video toaster machine and I bought I bought two got two Sony NTSC monitors I've bought two NTSC cameras I've got just so I've got a video toaster. and I, do I use it no I'll probably I'm gonna do a video at some point of it but just to, because I just to show it off um, uh, I did use it on a stream once and I might actually yeah, use it again on a stream yeah really because you can you can use it and put in the video. I even did it. I think it was going to do it in a, in a virtual reality thing. Yep. But um, you can use it and just run it into your PC stream card and use it as a video source. It's brilliant. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I, my, my, but my favourite Amiga is my 1000. Um, I do love my 3000. So they're the two key ones for me. I, I've always told my, told my family that apart from the kids, if my house was on fire and my family was safe, the only thing I would go and save is my 1000. I, that, that's got to come out. I got to save it. So um, because I've had that for nearly 30 years. So, uh, yeah, and I know that's Amiga. Amiga. Yeah. But now, but that 1000 is amazing now because I put, um, I bought one of those HTA, HTA 500 plus, the 500 plus cards. Mm-hmm. And, and Jen's, no, you can't do that. You mustn't do that. Oh, shut up. Slapped in work perfectly. Okay. So I've actually got that plugged in the side in an old, bro- I had a broken 1010 floppy drive. Now, I've upset a few people, but the, the drive was buggered. But I had the case, so I made a couple of little mods, and I put it inside there with a, 20, uh, a 6820 accelerator card running at 50 megahertz. So that little 1000 flies. It's about one and a half times the speed of a 3000. It's just brilliant. But I'm, I'm. Do I put a vampire in it? Oh, so you, <laughs> no, right. So I can't, put, I can't bring myself to do it yet because it's my 1000. Now I want many years ago. Do you remember the GBA 1000 Phoenix yeah. board? Yeah. So I bought one and I took my 1000 board out and I put the Phoenix in and it was brilliant for about three days. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I had to take it out and put my 1000 motherboard back in. You, you, it's it's the motherboard, you know? So, yeah, I understand. Um, you know, so, so classic. But what frustrates me is people who put the Amiga in a glass cage and say, don't touch it. Don't touch it. Whereas I'm different. If all I had was the 1000, there'd be a vampire in it. <laughs> vampire, no problem at all. But because I've got a 2000, I've got other machines, I like to leave my 1000 because my 1000 has got a 6820. It runs really well. I go on the internet with it. I browse the web with it. Admittedly, I have to turn the images off and bits and pieces like that. But I, I, I use it for Aminet and I use it for Amiga World and those kind of basic stuff. Um, I can type scripts on it. Uh, I can I can play my demo because I love. We haven't talked about demos, and I love demos, the Amiga demos. So and I love the demo scene. Um, so uh, I've got all that. But you know, as I've said in the in the past, with in the old in the back in time. If someone said, I've got this card and you can put it in your 2000, okay, and it will make it 50 times faster, okay, um, but it won't, you know, it will be using, the, you know, and explain what it was, an FPGA technology. And that everyone would have gone, yeah, where do we buy it? It could uh, in let's say 20 years ago it could save the amiga somehow oh oh absolutely right and they can do it now because my my thing with the vampire is this is i've i've and i've made my views very very clear on this and as a classic fan as long as if i want to use my chipset my sound and my graphics modes on a separate monitor if i want to do that i want to be able to do that The rest of the time I'll use, I just use RTG. I, I mean, I do that on my old, my 2000. I never use Amiga modes. I always use the, 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 the 24-bit graphics card. But if I want to run an old demo, which I've got some great old demos for it, 
and I want to run D-Paint on an Amiga screen. I want to be able to do that. Then no one can turn around to me as well and say, yeah, but it's not an Amiga one. Oh, well, hang on a second, I'll run this up. What's this doing, you idiot? Yeah. If they turn that off, like if you go, when you go to the Vampire 4, that's then, it's different. But if you're putting it into an Amiga to accelerate the Amiga, then as long as those the, the, the chipset is still usable, because I play my MP3s through my, my Paula. I just use the AHI 14 bit, 28 kilohertz or whatever it is. And my, my hearing is pretty poor anyway, but or it's, it's good, but I, I can't hear that. And to me, it sounds no different to my normal system and it's running 8 bit. So I, I quite, no, I've got, I've got so much stuff here. I've got, you know, I've got my phone, I've got my computer. I can, no, I want to play it on my Mega, so it's just because I want to. Um, but yeah, so the, I, I mean, I love my classics, but I don't like it when people say you've got to put it in a glass jar and don't mess with it because I think they could just shut up. Enjoy your machine, do what you want to do with it. Let us, if we want to expand it, want to improve it. I mean, my, if I, I probably will put a vampire in my 1000. That, that's the truth. I probably will put it in there eventually. Um, and then I'll have a 30 year old computer that I can browse the web, okay, and I can do all modern, within reason, pretty modern stuff on a really good display on a nice modern monitor. And that thing's 30, 30, over 30 years old. Yeah, totally. And I can still do it. And I can then press, an, I can run D-Paint in an Amiga screen on a second monitor. And that's using the chipset. So as long as I can do that, I'm happy. Okay. <laughs> as for games, well, you, you don't need a vampire for games. Uh, I hope to. <laughs> you know, when um, the FPU will come, uh, I hope because I'm... I really... I'm the Lightwave fan. So yeah. without FPU, it's... Not so nice. Mm, so I hope the FPU can open the Vampire for new games. Or there's already open it for some ports, but uh, for some others you need FPU. Yeah. So here's an here's an interesting point now. And again, I say I'm not a games player, but I do I, I run them up to see what the hardware runs like. Try running uh, Quake in the in Shapeshifter in the Macintosh emulator. On the graphic, the Vampire graphics card, it flies because it's bypassing Mega Bitplane system, mm -hmm. and it's running on that hardware. It, it is actually really good. <laughs> it's like, oh god, this is really fast, proper fast, 30, 30 frames a second. So, yeah, I mean, uh, um, the, the potential is massive with the Vampire. You know, if people start using it, I, I, I actually think if they. If they were clever, they would go to the AROS library and they would nick the OpenGL code and then make it work <laughs> and try and work something into the vampire, give it some acceleration. Yeah, but this is the, I think that the, the problem is again uh, with the vampire stuff, the lack of developers, because th this is the problem that... Same everyone. Yeah. So this is the. Uh, yeah. I already read uh, some some topics on the forum that people uh, expecting or was expecting. Yeah, uh, the the Firefox or something. It it will never happen. Yeah, because it's first not yeah. possible. Second, uh, who will write it? Yeah, the, the problem is for NG system the same to, to bring the modern browser and so on. So, but I hope it will be better. 
but yeah, no, no, I, 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 um, I, I mean, I love my classic machines, and I, but I, I like, I like, I like to have them as they were. I like to have them see what's possible with them. I like to accelerate them, um, and I, and I like to. I've all, well, I've always done this. You know, I've always, even when I was in business, I mean, the, the PTI Mega card, even though it didn't come, I mean, there's a, there's a story with that one, but even though that didn't come out, um, it it would have been so fast, crazy fast, um, because by the time we got it with the 6860, using the, the stupid performance of the PCI bus, to the graphics card my god that would have flown you know that would have been amazing back then you know um and i think if that had happened i think i think amiga would have if it actually happened amiga would be x86 because I, I i would have been involved in it um because i was hoping to be involved in the amiga company as well the, mm. the new deformed one i would have pushed and i was i would have said x86 you know, there's 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 no sensible reason not to go to x86. I know it was a bit of a it was a wrench, but people took. I believe they took the easy route. Some people say, and I and I do understand this. The PowerPC is a more elegant chip. I know that's true in design, but I I don't care. If you go if you're going to have a race on a motorbike, you don't care if it's pretty. You want the fastest engine. Yeah, you know, so um, it brute force and ignorance, and um, so the X86 is a proper shot, but it's fast, and uh, everyone was. It was all going to be X86. It was obvious. I, I don't understand why it was. A, you know, I was surprised actually because then after the gateway thing, I disappeared, came back, and I went, "Power PC? You're kidding, right? <laughs> really?" Yeah, my my, my <laughs> friends. When I say something about this new Amigas, they are asking me what pro processor it's and power PC is uh, the same. <laughs> How? It it's not possible. Huh? But um, I think this is, as I understand, it was made to, let's say, to continue the, the line. And the first uh, Amiga guys hate in, uh, Intel processor. And the second, um, the emulation or the the running of the old software is easier because yes. you don't use the yeah. in theory you don't use uh, emulation like in Aeros. In Aeros is quite well made with this. This is called Janus, I think, yeah, or Janus or yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just another UAE. That's all it is. It's yeah, but you can run uh, the the software yeah, I was running in the window. So basically, it's a bit rubbish. I don't like it. It does work. I don't like it. I never use that. It does work, but I never use it. I always open up an Amiga screen. Yeah, because it's faster. It's a lot, lot faster. Okay. So if you just open up another screen and be done with it. But, but basically, <laughs> I think we don't use this backward compatibility to old software. Yeah. Mostly. And I think you are a Eros user and basically probably you use rather modern software than the old one yeah i mean i've got amigas as well so yeah but on aeros i'm talking yeah. about uh... I, mean, I, I, i have a really good setup on my my amiga 68k system i have a i have a good one um and i have everything i want on there so and i have like lightwave running on it 
in nice big display and all kinds of stuff. So, and I, but I have a ton of power as well. Um, going back to the, the PowerPC, they took the easy route because the PowerPC was going to be a lot easier to move to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, it's true. It, it was going to be a lot easier to move to. But my idea was if it had happened that the PCI Mega card, having a 68K processor on board, gives you 68K processing, you instantly can use the host operating system for the device drivers, which I would have hoped you know, at some point probably might have even gone over to Linux, but not, not then, obviously it wasn't around. Um, but you would then over time cross the hurdles and they are big hurdles because of the big endian, little endian stuff, which, um, so the PowerPC was the easy route they took the easy route, same as Apple did, but even Apple, they they, they looked and went, we just can't keep doing this, this is stupid. We've got to go to Intel. And I know people say, I hate Intel, I hate Intel. It's a chip. Yeah. It's just a chip. Who cares? It's just a processor chip. You know, why are people getting so passionate? You know, so, oh, it's the devil. No, it's not. It's, a, it's thousands of people worked really hard to build the fastest chip on the planet, which is now NVIDIA, right? <laughs> but yeah. that's my point. It's, yeah, it's got Intel. Oh, so what? Yeah, because you had AMD. We could have gone AMD. Same thing, but but no. So, yeah, they took the easy route, and I think they took the wrong route. I mean, that's just my opinion. And, uh, you know, I was around then. Um, I, I Nothing to do with me, you know, was, but had had things... Had Gateway not been out just to get the patents, which it turns out they were, um, and they were serious, which they, when, we, when me and Mick and Paul met them, they were very serious in the discussions. And I thought they were really good, but no, they were just after the patents dripping. So um, that was a bit of a shame, but, um, you know, yeah, the I world is, was, is different now. Uh, when I was talking with the gym, from Gateway, that I think this was yeah. maybe good plan to, to let's say to save the Amiga or some some somehow somehow Amiga because uh, or to bring it to the mainstream again from the yeah. business point of view. Yeah, yeah I mean it was, it, it, but as I said, I I left the community straight after that um, and I disappeared for 10 years um, because well, basically it broke my marriage everything went to bits and I, and I I mean I still loved Amiga but I, I just I, well interestingly the, my little story is um, do you remember Power Computing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember Tony Ian Erie? Uh, he owned pro- the company. No. Okay. But so he Computing owned... I know this is this was in UK yeah I think. Yeah. Yeah. He um, he an Italian family run it and I knew him quite well and uh, was I saw him I saw him one day at one of the shows And he gave me the best bit of advice anyone's ever done. And he said, pack it up, go and get a job. Because <laughs> he knew I was a nutter. You know, I, I, I would just, I couldn't, all I could see was I wanted to, try, to, to, to do, I wanted the Amiga to be great. And unfortunately, it just all fell apart. But I took his advice, went and got a job, and I haven't looked back. It's been absolutely fantastic. So now I'm back and I do stuff, but it's a hobby. Yeah, probably just, it will be always like this because uh, yeah. 
it's uh, yeah too small to be something more yeah. and it's rather not, not having said that if my I, i have a gut feeling that my case will sell i think i can sell 500 cases to the amiga community but i think i could sell 10,000 to the to the retro fan pc community maybe true yeah. now by doing i mean i don't know but i'm mean, just guessing but i i think it can sell because i think there's nothing like it that i can see and i build computers they're all towers nowadays nearly yep. um there's no there's no real retro kind of thing and i think a lot of people went to linux and windows who loved their amigas and if they can have a pc that looks like the 3000 which most of them know and they can run the latest hardware in it and oh and it comes with a great emulator i'm hoping to bundle something like you know amiga forever or maybe who knows maybe do something else i don't know if i can get a license and i could just include I'd, personally i'd like to include the hyperion one because they own the operating system uh, maybe do something there but whatever whatever happens to it but and have that and then they can have it for fun you know Mm-hmm. So um, we'll see, but it might. My point was going to be actually that I think a lot of them go to like the Linux people who like building computers, and then they go, "Oh man, yeah, that Amiga was fantastic. Is this still alive?" And then maybe they could come in that way, you know, come come in that way as well. That's why I was trying with this thing to get <laughs> yeah. the Raspberry Pi because of all the developers. Yeah, I think this is the the really great could be great option, but. Yeah. Yeah, life is not so easy. Uh, no. Okay, I think we can start to um, to finish. It's over two hours. Uh, yeah. But um, you showed uh, again the Raspberry Pi. So my question will be, for example, the first Amiga for start. What you can advise? Raspberry Pi, for example, or so. So you haven't got a computer. Or uh, yes, let's say I want to back or I want to enter. The, yeah. community okay community. so first of all if you've got a fast pc there's the emulation route because a lot of people have said that in the videos well, we just run an emulator well that's very very true um the only thing with an emulator is the one thing that's really good about this if you've got uh, uh an old like an old monitor like a composite monitor or something like that you can plug this into a composite monitor you get a real good experience with a you know like a, an old crt like 14 inch if you've got something like that you plug that in composite it works really well hmm. really nice and it really looks because i was really shocked i, I did this bit, one in the video i did a section and i went and now i'm going to show you how you can tell the the emulation is not as good as the real thing now if you watch this demo right and the idea was on the amiga it's perfectly smooth the text going across mm-hmm. but on emulation it's like that isn't it right yes. it judders and i put it and i went oh christ that's actually really good and it was running through the composite it was running really well um and it and it did actually do that very nicely it was really nicely well tuned and i know they've done an upgrade for this as well so if you want to come in and just if you've got a pie you're laughing that's a fantastic way of getting in now um that's a very low cost way of getting i personally think to be honest amiga forever is fantastic but there's nothing quite like having something like that And the other thing is because you can plug it in, you can run an Amiga, you can run Linux, you can run what you like. And also the other thing you do is you can, I, I've run 1080p videos from it. 
on the same device, go downstairs, plug it in the TV, run it, take it upstairs, put it into monitor upstairs, run it. Go, go to my mate's house, or if you're going to go to your mate's house, plug it into his computer, into his screen, run it. You've got an Amiga everywhere. Take it to a demo, whatever. These are fantastic. That's a great way to get in. Now, once you're hooked, oh, my God, then you you want me to then say where to go next? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, um, I, God, buy the real thing. <laughs> if you want to, if you, you know... Um, you can buy 500s quite cheap. Um, they get a bit; they are starting to get a bit more expensive. But um, oh god, I don't know. I mean, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? A, a nice no. I would say probably, probably if you can get one, probably you'd get a 1200 um, because they are quite expensive to be honest. But yes. they are actually quite nice. Um, I mean, again, you've got the AGA, but you can run most things on the 1200. If you can get one at a reasonable price, or buy a 500 and put a vampire in it. <laughs> and um, as I heard, the 500 and 2000, probably 1000, they are the most robust Amigas. So they are all technology. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, what they did with the 1200 with those capacitors I mean oh my god yeah well, who thought they were going to be using them 20 years 25 years down the road yeah, to be fair <laughs> but you know no one expected that so uh, we have to replace them all but on the Amigas as you said the, apart from the bat- Varta battery yeah another um, thing they are they are tough as my 1000 of me was in the garage for 10 years in a damp garage in a box I took it out turned it on switched it on booted straight off <laughs> It did need cleaning. I had to I had to clean all the insects out from the inside, but um, and the cobwebs. But uh, no, that, that that just boots straight up. And, it, and it, she sits over there. Look, she just looks fantastic. I took her apart, scrubbed her. I haven't retrobrighted her because I, I think you know it doesn't hurt her. She looks aged. Um, but yeah, I mean, one thousands now are getting getting quite expensive. Of course. Um, yeah, two thousands are very cheap. Funnily enough. 2000s are quite cheap. The, the, the keyboard for the 2000s is more than the 2000s. <laughs> yeah, but the 2000 I have as well. So I probably this is the good option to, to start. And the yeah. expansions yeah. are, let's say, yeah. cheap. Yeah, Somehow you wanna, cheap. Could, yeah. Yeah. Stick a vampire on it. Yeah, or <laughs> just just do it. And Who can afford an 060? I, I, I got an 060 and I got... Um, uh, I bought an 060. I, I, I got it for 150 pounds from a, from an eBay site, and I snap got it. Yeah. And I yeah. and I bought um, a Picasso 4 for 150 pounds on the same company. Snap got it. I then sold the Picasso for 400 pounds, and then I used the, the accelerator. Although the SCSI card didn't work, but the um, the accelerator was fine, and I used that for ages. Um, but in the end, I sold it because I wanted to fund some AROS stuff. So I, I sold a load of it, knowing I was going to buy Vampire. And I made, I sold the bits out of it. I made a thousand pounds for the for the accelerator card, the graphics card, and a couple of other. Oh, and I sold um, uh, VLAB Motion and a couple of other bits. Anyway, I got made a grand, and I bought three hundred pound Vampire and replaced a lot. Yeah, and, <laughs> and it's new. This is another, yeah. and it's got a graphics card and it's a fast graphics card no graphics card out there in the Amiga market can beat the vampire this is true uh, oh, compared to it's this crazy. yeah it's so. native good uh, I think 
I hope this was the nice oh, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah, I do waffle too much. Um, but it's not, I mean, you know, and there, there is other stuff I'll, I'll maybe tell another day. But hopefully, when Dave, Dave Pleasance brings his book out, because he said he's going to put the story for the 1500 in it, um, which I've, I've given a good, he went, to, he spoke to the guy I met at Commodore, and because he was going to put some absolute rubbish story, absolute rubbish. And I said, Do you want the truth? So I sent him the truth, which are the, that thing I sent you. And he, I didn't know anything about that, I wasn't around. So he got in touch with Kieran, and then Kieran didn't deny it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he said, oh, "Maybe I don't remember." So um, he's going to put my my version of the story in there for his, just for people to know that you know Commodore can be silly at times. Yeah, I'll put, I, it, I'll put I, it nicely. I hope this will be the nice book because um, I think everybody I'm, are waiting for yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking alternative to. version of the story, and maybe he can put more light. Yeah. What happened and uh, why? Most of us yeah. probably know more or less, but not from the let's say first hand. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. We, so, we will see. But um, Dave, Dave is a lovely bloke. Actually, I, I, I think I met him once, but I didn't have many dealings with him at the time because he'd gone to Switzerland. Um, but uh, he, he, he's a lovely. He's actually a really nice, really nice man. Yeah. At the end of all, every Amiga guy is. Nice. They are. They, they are lovely. The nutters. <laughs> well, you've got to be a bit nuts to, to do this stuff. But um, yeah, this but is I, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I've kept out the loony bin. You know, 30 years later, they haven't they haven't put me in a loony bin yet. So <laughs> good. Uh, okay, so uh, I think um, I don't know if you want to add something, maybe, or I miss something. Probably I miss a lot, but. Uh, there is a lot. Of, there is a load of other stuff, but you know, I, I can't think of anything off offhand. I mean, maybe we'll talk about the case, and maybe I, I, I suppose. Oh, let me cover one little thing. Mm-hmm. Every now and then, I I bring this story up and apologise. Okay, so the PCI Amiga card, um, it's it's it's, it's always weighed on me that. When I took the, I, when we was doing that product, Gateway had given us thousands of pounds as part of a, a letter of intent, which I thought was a contract, but it was different. And I thought, oh, it's fantastic. We're going to make these. We was the software was ready. The hardware was just about to be done. And so I, I put out the about people put deposits for it, and I took about 20 deposits, and then I suddenly realised things weren't going right. I stopped taking them. And then Gateway pulled the plug. The company went pear-shaped. I had to liquidate the company. Didn't I didn't get any money, but the it went to to debts. So there was about I, I've, over time I've paid back I think about ten people. So there's probably about ten people out there that paid fifty pound didn't get anything. So as I always said, and I've done this a few times, if you was one of those people that did put a deposit down, get in touch. Okay. We'll have a chat about it as long as as long as it's legit because everyone always just says, you know, oh, I put the yeah, I'm going to have to check it out. But it, I, I and I'll refund the money plus interest, you know. Um, but I, I just need to find it's just for my own peace of mind because you now I'm going to do this again. And when when I launch the Kickstarter, I'm going to make this perfectly clear. That, you know, I, I, this did happen, and and I and it really weighs heavy. But um, as I said, you know, I lost I lost way more than the 
deposit, but it's just something I took people's money and I feel really bad about it. Um, but yeah, so, and, I, and I've made this offer for the last five, 10 years, since I came back into ARAS and I've always said it, you know, if you were one of them people, get in touch. And I have, and, I, and as they turn up and it's credible, most people don't care. A couple of them just said, no, I don't care. That's it, you know, I said, well, let, let me do something. They said, no, 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 it's all right. But I've, I've always said, you know, uh, so if, if anyone's out there and, and more just, you know, probably fine, I'd give them, if, I, if they definitely were one of the people that gave the deposit, I'll give them a free case. But they probably won't be involved in it anyway. They won't have an Amiga. But if they are, I'll do something like that. I mean, just make up. I've got to make up. I know over time I'm, I'm tracking them down. Okay. Well, they scattered like the wind. <laughs> right. And uh, when we talk about the money, how is, uh, again, about the Aeros, how is uh, looking this um, this bounty side? Because, uh, or, or generally uh, fi- financial stuff, because you said you. Um, I don't use put the some money, your your money, and uh, the community of Eros is uh, willing I, to. I, no, I don't. I I have put money into bounties, but only when I know it's being worked on. Um, and I, but I've always gone direct. But then I, I, I mean, here, here's the thing: what I've just mentioned about the card, there was about it was about fifteen hundred pounds. The the people, all of them donated. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, when I did the thing, I worked on that. And I went, right, I owe the community that money. And so it was mostly just in good faith, but also it was a kind of a pay back the money. And I put about three or four grand in development. So, um, I, you know, to me, it's find a developer, find what they want, buy it for them. That's better than... Um, You know, because if people put money into the bounty, I'm not saying the bounty system's a brilliant idea, mm-hmm. but the trouble is people set a bounty up without having it all planned, without a developer's going to do the work, and then it just sits there and the money just sits there. You can always get your money back, but the money just sits there and it's never used. Now, you know, that, and that's and you can't transfer it. So I'm I'm more of a, that, that that's, I, you, we don't want to charge for it, but I, you know, it's kind of, it, yeah. If we have more developers, I'd like a fund that buys kit, if that makes sense. Developer comes in, there's a fund. What do you need? You know, if you're going to do something, I mean, Trevor's done this with the Migro S. You know, developers come in and he supplies them with kit. And I try to do the same thing with AROS. And, um, to a degree, I mean, I also spent money. I mean, I spent a couple of thousand literally on Michael and um, uh, the, the AHI, David Wensler. Uh, to get that done because it was really important and, and I've got something else going on similar so um, no I, I mean I'm, I'm not I've ne- I don't con- I have contributed to the bounties but I, I, not much I tend to go direct oh let me cats jumped up look oh. <laughs> really nice um, yeah yeah she we, we got her in France she was uh, she was a stray and she was nearly dead hmm. um, we brought her back from France so she's a a little French girl <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, she tries to walk all over my computers. Oh yeah, I have the cat here as well. So, uh, but now, now it's sleeping behind so. you. Yeah, it's <laughs> not attacking. He loves to visit keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you are about. doing something. Yeah. yeah. She purrs really loud as well. He's not started yet. <laughs> okay. Good. So I think um, yeah, it's it's enough. Uh, we can finish so let's the last moment uh, the, the last thing the the greetings uh, do you want to say something to our 
great community or to some people and then we can say good night um i'm gonna i'm glad you're still around i mean i i'm really glad that people still love the amiga i mean i am i mean to say my amiga is a passion to me is an understatement it got you know um but as i said now it's a hobby but it's lovely that i love the fact people get so much fun out of it i know a lot of them play games but whatever you want to do with the amiga just if you enjoy it it's just wonderful that people are still here um I, I would like the people to appreciate the developers more and a lot of people don't get me wrong a lot of people do and they, they you know they, there's a lot on the forums people being very supportive and um but we need to remember the developers are very very important to us um yep. and they're the, they're the most important part because there's no future without them so uh, and and we wouldn't be where we are without them and uh, you know there's the other thing i suppose is and i've said this before but we are a big community with pretty much four camps and there are issues we need to resolve and we need to if we could all work if we could all work together um believe me that it would transform this little community that we've got we're never going to be massive we're we're always going to be a, a, a you know a small community but you know linux started out just as, as one guy said can someone help and he didn't have any history and look what it is now now i'm not saying we're going to get there but if if we all can if we can solve some of these little problems and people can you know get over the you know uh the the, the things just get over themselves yeah. um you know and we can just all work together and just sort sort, sort the issues there's a number of issues but we have this fantastic and as you said a minute ago Amiga people, apart from being a bit nuts, Amiga people are lovely. They're, the, they're some of the nicest people you can meet. They really are. Um, and every time I've met them, I mean, I meet them, I mostly do all the shows, and they're just they're just so nice. Um, so I, I absolutely love Amiga people. That's why when I get the case done, you know, I'm going to do a show. Hopefully there'll be the big Germany show. Hopefully they're going to do it again next year um, because I'll probably go to that if, the, if I can get the case then because I love shows I absolutely love shows um, but uh, it'd be really nice to actually go along and show show a new product which I haven't done for 25 years okay but um, I think on YouTube you will be as well showing or still active on your because oh, you have really always, nice you're never going to get rid of me I'm, <laughs> I'm always going to be making these rubbish videos ah, um, I'm going to carry on doing that because you know um But I know it's for me. I'm just showing off my kit. I mean, I, I do like to promote Aros. I really do. But I also like to promote the Amiga itself, and um, and and also it's a respect thing to the people, the original developers. You know, keep it going. I mean, I never got to meet the 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 main people. Well, I was around quite early. Um, I've met Tim Jennison and all that lot and uh, talked recently so I've met all that lot because I went out to the States but I've not I've not even met Dave Haney face to face and um, so uh, you know I've, I've, I've never met them but um, it's nice to keep this still going I mean if you talk to them they'd probably say I can't believe you're still, still around yeah, but true. people do build great they're still doing great things with me especially the demo guys keep it up yeah. <laughs> I love them demos they are amazing But, but yeah, um, 
Thanks for thanks for getting this far and putting up with me waffling. Oh yeah, just <laughs> playing. Uh, good. Okay, so I can officially say uh, say now thank you very much. It was very You're interesting. Welcome. I hope the Aeros will be more now like it by the guys or something, or maybe somebody will try. It will be around and be continue to be developed. Yeah, uh, and. Um, I hope we will see us in, I don't know, in Germany or in some show somewhere. Yeah, I'm so. I'm, maybe... If the case gets to market, I'll be there. Okay, <sighs> good. So, uh, till next time and thank you again for your time. Thank you very much, I really enjoyed it.
It was AmiCast, podcast for all Amiga users.